come to talk Are we having you fun again. yet? <laughs> Happy birthday, Latoya. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by that lo- that lovely and sadistic co-host, Latoya Ferguson. Hey, Latoya. Hey, this is Scott, and this is Scott. And we are joined by special returning uh, masochist, Lisa Easton. <laughs> What's up, Lisa? I'm a god. I'm a fucking god. Adam Scott, hot tub time machine, too. I love <laughs> it. All right, well... In, in true Latoya form, she decided to make us watch probably the worst thing I've sat through that's ten episodes long in maybe ten years. Or your entire life. Tell me you love me. So, I want to clarify, not only did we watch an episode of Tell Me You Love Me, we watched ten hour long episodes of Tell Me You Love Me. So at this point, you can turn off the podcast if you don't want to hear three people go like legitimately insane. So, otherwise... <laughs> Stay tuned. We're not going to be too long, even though it's a whole series. We're probably going to go based on plots. There's there's three sets of characters. It's very much like an in-treatment, but with sex. So you can pretty much follow out, like, one episode is mostly about this person, one episode is mostly about this person, or they're divided amongst the three. But we're going to probably go in each little, like, mini-relationship. We'll just do the full arc and then the other full arc. Because although they sort of intertwine, they're mostly separate, so we don't really need to go into how they... they yeah, because apparently the Los Angeles is so tiny. It's so, so tiny. That everybody has oh, the same you, therapist. So, you, you'd mentioned it real quick, and I just want to say, since you did mention In Treatment, uh, this show aired September 2007, and was garbage, and then February 2008, In Treatment aired, and it was miles away better than what this was. Absolutely. It was the better executed version. Even Sonia Walger was in that, like, I think season two or three, yeah. and she was much better there, too. Yeah. So, so hopefully this will be listenable. I'm, I'm hoping that even though we're going to be rage-filled, it's full of some crazy good actors, so there's certainly, it's, like, stuff to it's say, but it's just, like, like... It's norm, 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 norm core is oh what it is. God. It, it is, is. It's a 10-hour-long indie film about relationships. Yes, and it, and it... I mean, if I had to sum it up in one word, I would say interminable. <laughs> like, that's kind of the entire show. There was, there was points where I was, like, when you're fast-forwarding a sex scene... That's, you've hit a point. Like, like, you know, like, I mean, maybe one sex scene, you've seen a movie 20 times, you're like, I don't need to see it, like, literally the the back of his balls as he plunges into some random I chair. saw a lot of balls. But when you're watching, like, 20 sex scenes, and they're all, like, middling the at best, they're not even that interesting It's sex just scenes, sad, awkward it sex. It, everybody's sad about it, and... This oh. is a show that made me uninterested in seeing Adam Scott and Ian Somerhalder have sex with people. Let's let that That's... sentence breathe, yeah. okay? Like, and Tim Decay! Don't throw Tim Decay under the bus! Tim Decay was looking hot in this show, honestly. Oh, well, looking hot in most shows, but oh our, my god. Our, our think... mutual friend told me last night on Twitter that, who's like, oh, I remember that show. He's like, I fast-forwarded through all of it to see Tim Decay naked. I go, so you watched one scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The closet. It's, closet, it's right? one time and yeah. he looks real good don't get me wrong but come on like why did we have to put tim decay in the story and i want to no preface sense. this by i want to preface this by i don't know if it was you latoya or someone else who once described the show to me but i had never seen it until we watched it literally i watched it blind knowing nothing besides all the sex and how terrible it was supposed to be but someone once described it to me as I'll, I'll leave the sentence because it probably makes sense, but it's the importance of inflection and and you know online writing probably affected it. They said, "Oh, I, I, that show's crazy. It's all just Tim Decay and Adam Scott fucking." That's the sentence. <laughs> I interpreted that as, "Oh, they're, they're fucking, fucking each, each other." other. No, 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 no. They're fucking very uninterested women. 
<laughs> like very uninterested women. The women do not give a shit about them at all. They're both kind of like irrelevant. I mean, I guess the one woman. Could. Well, typically, it's not fucking anyone. Yeah, exactly. That's the, thing. That's the problem. So, it, and and so that was even a lie. And whoever told that to me, fuck you, because I didn't even get That's, that. Like, I didn't even friendship get the, over having sex. Yeah. But so anyway, so the, the the plot of this is essentially it's kind of seen almost through the eyes of Doctor. What's her name? Rose May. I don't know. Her. I know the Rose actress Rose? is Jane Alexander. Sure. Yeah, May Foster. May Foster. <laughs> Rose May. <laughs> that is the worst name possible. <laughs> Actually, no, Palak is yeah. the worst Palak name possible. Isn't but after Palak, it goes Rose. I just May. called yeah. her old so lady Jane- sex book in my notes every time. <laughs> Jane Alexander was great. I think she's one of the best Absolutely. parts of the show. I think she was great. Except for every scene where oh she was fucking. Well, she got that dick. Listen, I don't mind. That was she listen, just getting it done. I don't I'm mind like her. Really, I'm really happy that. for people who are older and are still getting <laughs> it done. Like, congratulations. That's amazing. And I do appreciate that it wasn't, like, like elderly sex where it was, like, two people just, like, spooning in. No, they were going for she it. Was, like, I mean, they were, like, having wine in front of a fireplace just, like, Well, like, the like, first dog. episode, like, well, it's like nice. watching your grandma <laughs> give your grandpa a blowjob. I mean, good. Yeah. Well, there is awkward scenes where they're where they're kissing. It's but, a little awkward. But, I'll give it that. That was very because it just didn't. It felt kind of weird. But like when they're actually having sex, like and the afterwards where she like lies on his chest, I'm like, this is actually very nice. It didn't feel like even well, that creepy or anything. Morris already like falling in love with Tommy. You love me. <laughs> well, no, only, not. That's the only I have couple. Plenty of issues. That's the me. only couple in this show that actually seem to enjoy having sex. Most yeah. Time, yeah. So. yeah, I yelled. New- I, I yelled numerous times in the episode, like every episode, even to them, just because of her whole mistress thing. That like just divorce. I wanted everyone to vo- divorce, <laughs> even Michelle Borth, who wasn't in, in the marriage. I was like, just divorce, divorce, get a divorce. This is the show. This- get a divorce. <laughs> yeah, this show should just be like, tell me you're divorcing me. <laughs> um, but so, so let's just go out like right up front. We'll give you the, the descriptions of. So we have Doctor May Foster, who is like a he's the, the Gabriel Byrne, I guess you'd call it. Of the show where she is the sex therapist for couples. Yeah, she's like yeah, she's just a couples yeah. therapist, but she also writes about sex. Yeah, she's she has a book called Great Sex, which is like Bed pictures friend. of people having sex. Having sex. Oh yeah, and her face is on the back. She's a fucking lady. Uh, so, so anyway, so she so she is the the therapist for all of these couples, although only some of them interact, and only in very weird ways, but. So she's uh, the the main like person in charge of their their issues, and they're always kind of talking about. We should talk to Doctor May about this. Um, so in the meantime, though, we meet. Uh, I don't. Even, I think we meet Tim Decay first, right? Because I think my notes. It, yeah, Tim Decay and Allie Walker open yeah. this. Tim Decay. Oh, that's my first note. Is Tim Decay at Little League? How is this show supposed to be that bad? This should be a dream. <laughs> it was a bait and switch. Because immediately after that, we like learned the. Real like, yeah, he and his wife are like, "I love you, I love you." It's all sweet. Yeah. Next scene is is her. They're both getting up in the morning. I thought that they had just had sex, but I guess it was just her getting up. It, the the vibe nope. is weird because the shower is like already running, and she gets out of bed to go and get, take a shower. And then he just starts jerking it first thing in the morning. And she, at first you're just like, Is this oh, like okay. the saddest masturbation ever? Every time he masturbates. And it was so weird, too. Because at the time I thought they might have had sex. I'm like, oh, that's even worse. Because I thought they had had sex and he like faked it and then jerked <laughs> it afterwards. Turns out he just like has no like sex Like Pete drive. Hornberger? Oh, God. But he, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so he basically was just faking it, essentially. Not faking it. Like faking um, being asleep Sleeping, still. Yeah. And then she goes into the, the shower and like. I guess looks back somehow and sees it happening. Yeah, she comes like, back to the door offended. like before she gets in the shower, and I just remember it because there's a really tight close up on her face. Like you would expect there to be this really dramatic music all of a sudden, because like yeah, 
It's a weird. It's a weird scene in general. Like it felt well, very. Well, anytime watching someone but, masturbate is really kind of awkward. Like, so I think we, yeah, it always is. And there's like tissue. He was grabbing for tissues. I'm like, bro, I know that's like the best way. At to least it up, wasn't a fair, sock but, or something. It wasn't like yeah, that's Wanking it into a but, sock. Ugh. So he, so he, like, I guess, I mean, like we we're saying, we're gonna go through. There are other. Well, maybe we'll introduce you to all three yeah. people. All three. Yeah, people, let's let's go, go through the order of the pilot, basically, and then we can just devolve like, into each. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the first couple. Their their problem is obviously since he's jerking it behind closed doors, he will not have sex with her, and she mm-hmm. she also has a lack. At first, I thought it was because she wants it and he won't give it to her. But in, it, we later then find it turns out, out nope. They both just have zero sex drive. Although they're still very much. I mean, they seem to be very much in love. Um, well, they just can't why out. do they need a sex drive when their daughter has all the oh sex drive? Oh my god, in the world? we'll get to that. Oh we'll, we'll get there. Their ten-year-old daughter is like basically a Me- walking like. I don't understand. Let's talk only about that kid. Oh Jesus, oh, oh, poor actress. I have a lot to say about that story. She went on to be on Degrassi and also be a terrible oh, there. Really? So she looks like the girl on the cover of the Jesus Camp poster, but. I don't know. <laughs> It's a specific, so and I'm pretty sure knows what I'm talking about. But I'm just, pretty sure their son is, and I didn't even check it because I don't care. The terrible child from the Cape. Oh, I can oh tell you that he's close to it. If it's not him, it yeah. looks like him. He had the well, same dead eyes, at least. He's the extremely irrelevant child to everything. There's always like one child who has nothing to do in the show. Yeah, him. yeah. That so. child did nothing this entire series. No. Yeah, and these these two parents are, I think, maybe the worst parents. Of all, I mean, I think Allie Walker especially is a just terrible. It's because she's so wishy washy. So, and he he points it out like at the end. Yeah, we mentioned before it's Tim Decay who is. I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff, but most notably White Collar. He plays Peter, Mm -hmm. and I'm imagining that he's definitely fucking the shit out of (laughs) Tiffany Thiessen. But I don't know. But so he's (laughs) she's married. Whole show thinking, listen, Allie Walker, (laughs) if it's good enough for Tiffany Thiessen, I know it's good enough for y'all. Yeah, and Allie Walker from Profiler, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, no, I think I always think of her as, as Ashley Bacon from While You Were Sleeping, but that's just my. Well, yes, that is Beyonce. an iconic role. Yes, of course. Um, but so that's what? that's her. I would love a, a sequel that's just like from her perspective. Because oh, she got <laughs> fucked in that movie. She seemed. I mean, she was a little bit of a bitch. I mean, so. she was terrible. She was Peter Gallagher's fiance. If, if you don't know who we're talking about. Anyway, so um, so those are the two married. I call them old marrieds in my notes the entire time because they're like basically and the old married couple every show. time I, tr- I can't decide whether they're the worst couple or whether uh, Adam Scott and Sonia Wilder are the worst couple it alternates Sonia Wilder is so ins- Sonia Wilder is so insufferable in the show though yeah that's true well see the, their interest actually did wane they were more interesting up front because it was a little bit more relatable for me the then she became a crazy so, person so stupid the other plots were just dumb I mean at first I, the, the Sonia Wall, they were fine. They were good. I enjoyed them enough, but like I, I had a hard time like paying attention to, like what they were like. All it was all about them getting pregnant. So well, this is a good transition. We'll talk about the next one. Are obviously we we've mentioned Adam Scott's in this from Parks and Rec, Hot Tub Time Machine too, um, <laughs> and you you talking to 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 me. But like they are the, I guess you'd call them like the power couple that she's like. It seems like she's rich, but you yeah, don't know how. Yeah, she's 
She's a high power attorney and he's a contractor. But I think he's, she's also a trust fund baby based on the way that they talk about the dad, but I don't know. Probably, yeah. And I got real confused because for a very Yeah, long it makes time, sense with the way her, her sister acts with their trust fund yeah. babies. Well, the whole beginning where it's like, you know, you, if you talk to dad, he'll write the money for you, he'll write the check for you. So it just feels very, like, shady. And they never actually introduce her parents, Yeah, because, really. like, Adam Scott is building a Well, she house only has a dad because her, her mom's dead. So he's like. Mm-hmm. And I thought for the longest time that the, the, the plot with, with, uh, Dr. May, that John person was their father. Yeah, it, it was really confusing. Wasn't. Just this her mistress. Yeah, it was confusing. But 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 it doesn't make sense. Yeah, because his daughter kind of looked like one of them. But so. not just that, like she's saying like you just lost your wife and you have the kids and you're in town visiting and then she's mentioning her father keeps calling her. I'm like, clearly it's da- the same the guy and it never was. And I'm like, what the fuck? But so she's like a real distant like I would guess on paper you consider like a cold kind of bitchy lady or something, but she's And she she's never fine. wipes when oh she God. pees. Uh. Besides Literally, the one time she has to check for her period. 50% That's of the show is Sonia Walker on a toilet. Which is yeah. upsetting. And not wiping. She's desperate to get pregnant. And uh, he he seems also very eager, although he's obviously the prescribed sex is a little bit much for him because he becomes mm. very, um, I would call it like apathetic. Because there are certain scenes, I think it's maybe a later episode, but just in general, like, mm. she's like, gotta go get pregnant, I'm ovulating, which is every single, every yeah. episode of a show. <laughs> he feels like, like a sperm machine, basically, but it's such he a, says. that's such a tired plot at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, so many shows and movies have done that. But anyway, so he looks like, oh, okay, I gotta go upstairs and have sex. He'll, like, finish his sandwich before he goes upstairs, because he's just not really even in the mood. But, um, so that that's kind of where they're at. They're, like, the two... They're, they're ha- they seem happily married other than that but yeah other, just, yeah other than the, the the baby stuff they're fine yeah they seem like they're really they, they get along well until they're, they're yeah. not yeah very very quickly <laughs> until it just takes a sharp right turn yeah so and so that's that's kind of where they're at and then the other oh god not even a couple. couple it's not even a couple really i hate them they're the, the worst <laughs> there, there's michelle Borth of hawaii 50 and luke kirby of rectify and glass. <laughs> technically, like technically, sh- it's like it's about her, and he just happens to be there. And okay, so he's a teacher somehow. But every time I see what? him, I was just thinking yes. he's a junkie. Like every single time, I'm like, when, he's, when we like find that. out, yeah, yeah. he's like shady as fuck. Like I literally wrote in my notes, they let this person around children. That's upsetting. Yeah, how did he pass a background check? He's the sketchiest yeah. character possible. It's just so. Even a college professor would attract better than just looks like high school or middle school teacher. That felt weird. Yeah, they're like I just get red flags every time he's in a scene. Every time, and he sucks. Let's just be honest. He he sucks. sucks. And I kind of wish there was a season two just so I could see everything crash and burn with them. Honestly, fuck that guy. I hated him. She was like she had moments where she was kind of annoying, but like she was Mm -hmm. at least more understandable. But like he was next level shitty. This is why I'm saying like. Her character, put her character on in treatment, she'd be great. Yeah, and she's, here, no, she's 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 not she's not unlikable, but she's more just like stupid oh in certain situations. Yeah, she's like Ugh. we should but probably describe the character so people people know. Yeah, so so they are the so we went to the mar- old marrieds, then we have the newly marrieds and high powered, and then we have now these are the casual slash soon to be marrieds. Like, yeah, hook up. And they're fiancés to each other at this point. They are engaged. But they get to this point, I think, even by, even by like, the midpoint of the episode, where she overhears, like, 
like an idiot. He's running his mouth with his friends, even when yeah. he's there. And they're like, what are you going to do when it can't be enough? He's like, I'll be fine. I'll manage. Yeah, like, what are you going to do if you're attracted to someone else? Like, well, I'll figure it out. And so, just like the other plot, where it's the same thing where it's like, you think everything's fine until suddenly it's the opposite and it's really your fault. Which is how the same thing happened with um, Decay and, and uh, Bacon. Is that she, like, literally, she is just like, so you're going to fuck somebody then? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, And he won't just say, no, I won't. He, he refuses because he's too honest. I'm like... Ugh fuck this guy. <laughs> like, you're like, I'm too honest to tell you I'll never fuck someone else. Like, what a piece of shit. Just lie to her. <laughs> right? and or don't get married. Pretend like you want monogamy, because that's what marriage is. Like, and then just get a divorce when you don't. Exactly. The end. Or, Everyone just get a fucking divorce. And he's so fucking honest. He never brought that kind of thing up when they were first dating. Like, I find that all horseshit. I think if he was really that, like, honest about what... Like, polyamory is an option for some people. Bring it up when you first meet someone. Actually, I think her, of all people, would totally be receptive, well, because she has a yeah. hard time being monogamous, yeah, too, skips. which we find out later on. But. She has so many problems, and I, honestly, I feel for her, but, like, yeah, because the show is so the terrible, end, I hate her. Yeah. a lot of her issue, too, with being faithful. Exactly. Yeah. But if he was actually the most honest man in the world, the way she talks about him, he could have figured all that shit out up front, and mm-hmm. they could have probably been even more happy for it. And also, all yeah, their arguments are solved one. by them just fucking. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's where they're introduced. Just like, and so us seeing balls. his balls. <laughs> that's the other thing we should probably get into. We mentioned that there's a lot of sex. This is not even really, I wouldn't even call it softcore. It's basically just, like, porn with plot. because Yeah, it's all simulated sex, but it's like, they're, they're simulating oh, it pretty well. It's simulated <laughs> with, like, fake parts, so you see everything as much as you could. Definitely more than most even R-rated movies at this point. Like, there's no, there's no sheets covering people while they're going into bed. Everyone's naked all the time, or they're wearing something, so... It's, it's weird, because it feels sometimes gratuitous, but other times you're like, this feels so, like, mediocre for it to be this explicit. Like, it's bizarre. It's like a weird compromise, where it, like, it feels like you're both reading, like, like a, a bodice ripper and a, jo- a John Grisham novel at the same time. <laughs> like, those are two different options, but, like, the, the tone is so serious and, and dry and, and, and almost, like, Sorkin-esque in some weird ways. And then, yeah, but there's uh, no like fun in the dialogue exactly. or anything like that. And it's and it's so explicit. So it's like it's almost like you're watching. It's almost like it's a hospital, and you're you happen to see people naked there. Like it's not actually at I think, all. I don't find it at all like actually erotic. Like if, like I, wanted, I, if yeah, I wanted, yeah, I think, to watch sad people have awkward sex. I would be in a relationship, and I'm not. <laughs> you know so. why I don't? I think the, the one of the main reasons why I also don't like this is because I grew up watching Undressed. <laughs> Undressed doesn't have the same amount of, of simulated sex for sure because this is like you know you're seeing shit. But Undressed also like embraces the camp. Yes, and it also it did have tons of simulated sex and and very mm-hmm. explicit content. But it was fun. I mean, not always. Some episodes were well, pretty dark they, and awful. Well, because they were mm-hmm. approaching it from, like, yeah, there are serious issues about sex and relationships, mm-hmm. but, like, there's also mm-hmm. fun issues related to sex and relationships. <laughs> and this show's just like, no, everything is terrible, every human being is horrible, don't fall in love, don't get married. So <laughs> Right? Well, I wrote in my notes that this show is, like, shot like Friday Night Lights, only without any quality I, at all, because it's garbage well, I and I hate like, it. That, that's well, from my notes. On Undressed, <laughs> they hired a cinematographer or a lighting person because they didn't do it on this show. This was show. so natural. They tried to be so naturalistic. There are certain scenes where it's like, you can't even, it, it might, they might as well have, I think it is all handheld, but it, they might as well just yeah. have like an iPhone and they're just filming it, although it was I, I've seen iPhone, black but. and white television that is less gray than this show. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. So anyway, so let's. 
So those are the three main couples. There is another uh, handful of people that are. are they, we'll, I'll run through them real they quick. They all intertwine. Uh, Dr. May Foster, her husband of 40 some years, is Arthur. Um, mm-hmm. She had an affair with a man named John, which we find out a little bit later on, which we'll get into. Um, and then there is the married couple's friends, which is Rita slash Susan Lewis. Sherry Stringfield. And her husband <laughs> of, with the three kids. Sandra likes suburban life. Then a, a biz... I'm not trying to be rude. I, I, I love him so much, but an abysmal looking Jeremy London is yes, uh, and Scott's friend, who's the same... And Kathleen Rose Perkins from uh, episodes, episodes, who is great in episodes... She has no, like, room to be great here. Yeah. No well, character. Well, even Sherry Stringfield doesn't hardly do yeah. anything, and it's Sherry Stringfield. I know. Like, it's such a waste. She has, like, one scene near the end of this season that's like, okay. Well, well don't even get me Again, started this is like, on yeah. Rosalind like, Chow, too. Rosalind Chow was insanely Yeah, that was like, yeah. well, this is a cast of great people and Jeremy London, and it just <laughs> squandered. <laughs> Yes, and Wh- and Whitney Cummings. I oh yeah, Whitney Cummings I didn't realize. I didn't realize the first time she was in the scene that it was her, and yeah. then like I went back who and like, is, she introduces. She? she introduces Whitney Cummings. She introduces Michelle Borthany and Summerhalder. She's that friend. Yeah, I don't even. She's remember like the hostess her. at the wait at the restaurant. I, don't even I guess. Remember her? She was so generic yeah. looking. I guess. Well, she was so not Whitney Cummings like like in it, but it was still like whoa. I totally. I yeah. saw her in the credits, but I didn't know who it was. I never found her. I was yeah. Okay, she was wearing that. a great dress. I'll give her that. I don't even remember her, to be honest. But anyway. Yeah, so, she's the one who so, introduces Michelle so Borthany in some um, We said Rosalind Chow is, um, uh, I can't remember, Penny. Penny from Lost. Her her boss. She's her boss. Who's, she's a total um, bitch. Who's the other one? <laughs> total fucking bitch. Uh, <laughs> Catherine Town plays Sonia Walger's sister. Yes, she's great. I she actually She's in it a her. lot, yeah. She was always the, the best. She's the only fun character. Yes, she is. And yeah, she's never... the only character who seems to be enjoying her life. And, like, so, and calling you, out Catherine the Town. bullshit around her for what it is. And it's then, pretty great. Are we forgetting anybody else? There's Tim the Cayman. If we forget them, they'll show up. Oh, we didn't mention oh, um, the He's the... You know, that's uh, Paul Giamatti's brother playing Tim Decay's co-worker. Oh, he oh looks yeah! Kind of I can see yeah, that. Marcus Giamatti. I, yeah, what's his name? He, he's in a bunch of stuff too. He was on Judging Amy. I just I'm gonna reference <laughs> Judging Amy every time. I'm Did on that the just happen? Let's yeah. find a better thing to to, to qu- reference him <laughs> from real quick because I don't want to use Judging Amy. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's he he is like the coworker who eventually everyone's constantly leaving their wives on the show or or yeah. being left. It's like the thing. But uh, he looks. I, I I kept thinking he looks like uh, John Glazer too. But I don't know. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking. Like it's not John Glazer, right? And I looked it up. It's not obviously. But he's like kind of like an old fuddy duddy version of John Glazer. If you don't know who John Glazer is, it's Councilman Jam. I assume he's taller. He's taller than Paul. So I'm going to say he's taller. Paul Giamatti. He's yeah, taller. that like, Paul Giamatti stretched yeah. out. And um, I think that's everybody. We might be missing some people. We'll, we'll bring them in as they come along. Because really, that's like we're saying. It's actually not. A, I mean, the cast is huge in the sense that there's like. A pretty a decent ensemble, and there's a lot of yeah. guest stars, but it's really kind of, there's only three major stories, and not even that much, I mean, I don't want to say, nothing happens, but, like, not that much, I mean, stuff happens in their lives, but it's a very slowly paced show, and there are times when you'll be sitting in a naturalistically shot scene where everything happens in real time, and nothing will happen. Like, there were scenes where, like, Tim Decay and Bacon were, like, putting their kids to bed. I need you to stop calling her Bacon. Okay, yeah. sorry. Whatever. I don't know what her name is. Allie Walker. Allie Walker. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so Tim Decay and Allie Walker will put their kids to bed, 
And you'll watch them just put their kids to bed. And I'm like, I'm not here. I don't have time to sit I, here and watch. I will say, this is like the one, the one of the genuine moments in the show where I laughed in the first episode is where she's reading the book to the kid. Uh-huh. And she brings up a part about corpses. He's like, what? what is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. I laughed at that. That's funny. What the hell would, were they reading? I don't know. They're terrible parents, so they might as well have been reading <laughs> Mein Kampf. And it would have been like, yeah, okay. <laughs> But so, all right, let's, so I think we should jump into theirs first, because theirs seems to be the most, I think it was actually the most interesting plot of the bunch, even though it was kind of full of terrible, terrible points, but I think it at Mm -hmm. least had the most compelling story. The other ones were just so, I think they were so overdone. I mean, the, the, the the Jamie stuff was okay, because I think at least she was a good actress and the character was interesting, but everything Mm -hmm. else was super boring. Like, especially, I found the, the Adam, Adam and, um, uh, just call her Penny. Sonia. Sonia. I was, Penny. I keep thinking of their, their actual character names. <laughs> yeah. But so, we should just be happy that this had a good cast, because with a worse cast, this would be unwatchable. I, I do think that Adam... I think Adam Scott was really miscast, but that's the but one that's, thing I that's really that's really Adam Scott's career, a lot of pre, like, you know, Party Down, Parks and Rec and everything, because he did so much drama when he was, like, yeah. earlier in his career, he was doing a lot of drama, and then they kind of found his... Mm-hmm. He was in Party of Five with yeah, Jeremy I London. Yeah, they found... Thank they, God, he got out <laughs> they of They found that. his comedy oh. niche, you know. I was like, I, I kept forgetting that I'm not supposed to find him, like, a, a, a funny like, well, idiot. Here's why you were laughing at him, is because his haircut made him look like Tignataro. <laughs> oh my god. We have to save that for when it's we get to this, to like, the next. Or we should probably even do yeah. this last, to be honest, because it was the most <laughs> insane of all three of them, for sure. Yeah. They are definitely the craziest couple. Again, like I said, hard right turn. <laughs> yeah, so we'll do we'll do the marrieds first, because it's very simple, and eventually does get semi-resolved. And then the, I think the next, se- second best one will probably be Jamie and, and, and uh, yeah. Hugo slash Ian and all that. Alright, yeah. so, so, basically, we mentioned before, they're having trouble in, in bed, because she, both of them have a, a huge lack of sex drive. Yeah. So at first she decides they to haven't had sex in a year. In a year at all on their anniversary, and even then, I don't think she even had an orgasm based on the yeah. conversation. Yeah. Apparently, she doesn't like sex, which is like, oh, okay. Which is, I mean, that's fine, but like, then she's like upset they're not having sex. So it's like, well, you're not. The, it's you're a also whole thing. Not having she, sex, but she's going through a lot of things. Yeah. So she decides to go to couples counseling, and he is having none of it, and none which is understandable. He's like a middle aged white guy. Yeah, because so her like, friends, like, you know, the first thing to go is, like, the sex, and then people hate each other, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so she decides, well, let's just go to a therapist. And he's like, no way. We're going to go to a therapist, and it's going to change who we are permanently because we've gone there, and we'll never be able to go back. We'll be those people. Yeah, we'll be those people that go to therapy and, and have to keep going. Otherwise, they'll just get off track and actually get worse, which is not, again, not necessarily wrong, because when they go, that's the first thing that the, the therapist, Dr. May, says is he's not wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But but so she goes. It's also very awkward. But she she does get like the, the um the assurance from Doctor May that she's not the first person to do it. But it's sad that she's like a, a person going alone to couples counseling. That's a very dark sentence right there. <laughs> like going alone to couples counseling says a lot about your marriage or or relationship on its own. But she basically wants to just talk through her issues at least a little bit because she feels like I guess obviously he's not really receptive to them in the bedroom. And so Dr. May gives her some basic pointers about, like, you know, it's okay to come and talk to me. Let's talk about, like, what you want. And you have to remember what you were like as a sexual being and all that kind of standard, like, therapy stuff. Um, Eventually, that pulls him into uh, coming into the therapy because I guess he starts to realize this isn't going away. Um, And he kind of, I think he always wanted to go to therapy, but he's one of those, like, stubborn guys who doesn't have to force him to go 
let him make his own decisions, and then he realizes he needs it. So, that shit aside, they basically get prescribed, like, basic stuff where it's like, find each other sexy again, and then put a lock on your door. And put a lock on the door, been, and yeah, yeah, he uses the lock to masturbate. Yeah, she wa- at one point falls asleep on the couch he, with the lock on the door, he locks it, goes in, jerks off, and then falls asleep instead of just waking up, getting back up and unlocking it. Then she wakes up, having been left on the couch after telling him to wake her up, and then is locked out of her own bedroom. And that says so much about the relationship that she was literally locked out of the bedroom. Like, that speaks volumes. But so, then from I want to lock them all out of the bedroom when they get a divorce. So, I'm trying to- I want to rush with all theirs because I want to yeah, get the kids. Yeah, I want to talk the kids about are the more interesting daughter part for this, for so sure. much. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say interesting. Oh, I don't I think that's the way I would use. It's- it's fascinating. It's insane. I was it's horrifying. <laughs> so okay. So so their their plot kind of wraps up in the sense that they they get the lock on. They well, make they out fight. a little bit. Oh. Well, yeah. Let's because she because it's wishy washy really. Like as I was saying. Because okay, so we did the lock on the door thing. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Doctor Rose is like, hey, uh, uh, May. <laughs> sorry, there's no Rose. Up. You're just you fucked me up more. I then she's like, maybe don't have sex. Maybe that's the new solution. And, and it's like, and they're like, these people are the worst parents slash human beings because she says to them, Hey, if sex is the most pressured like you know issue, just take it off the table and don't have sex. And they're like, until when? She's like, I don't know. Maybe Whatever. never. Because you sometimes think about her goddamn mistress. Yes, well, because the doctor, the doctor is just like you. Clearly, love each other. So yeah, that's the. I mean, that's the, thing the about kind it. of crux of their story is that they're not having sex. They're they're having intimacy mm-hmm. issues, but they mm-hmm. do love each other, and they yeah. That's the not, most interesting thing about their their relationship: yeah, the fact that they not, actually do love each other when they're not, unequivocally. When they're not dealing with that, they get along fine. So, <sighs> so so she basically says, "Why don't you try not having sex?" And they're, like, talking to each other at one point. It gets to the point, they, they go through the day, they hear that, they don't react to it. They're just like, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that is weird. Then they tell their friend that, and then she's like, that's real weird. And she's like, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> and then at the end of the day, they're talking about it, and they're like, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird. And then they don't even, like, like take a second they're, and say, this and they is- realize, like, no one else is having sex anyway. Yeah, but not just that. That's the most clear-cut example of reverse psychology I've ever fucking heard. I mean, I don't think she was necessarily meaning it directly to be reverse psychology, but clearly... No, because she tells her husband that she, like, basically fucked up. She's like, just told him not to have sex. Yeah, and it's just like... But honestly, if someone tells you, well, just take off the table, don't have sex, they have to at least consider the fact that maybe she's trying to fuck with them and tell them that so that they'll, they'll want to have sex. Because that's what they they start doing. They start thinking... Well, we should maybe just have sex. Like, fuck her. She can't tell us what to do. It's like, this is the most basic psychology. How are you grown adults and not realize, at least, I mean, maybe they'll realize, well, no, that's not the kind of psychology she practices. Whatever. But just bring it up. To act like they're shocked that someone would offer the the idea of not having sex, like, it's such a a weird thing. It's like, no, that's like the first thing someone, your parents, you should know all about this kind of psychology, you idiot. But look at what, uh, look at what kind of ends their storyline though is they come well, to that point of like you know all their friends are splitting up and they're like you know what is are we next yes, at one point she suggests they have a baby yeah, that doesn't work oh my god they're, their friends okay her friend is constantly telling her how terrible her marriage is how her husband's always like looking up porn like milf hunter or whatever <laughs> yeah, <love> <laughs> and yet ali walker is surprised when her friends get divorced yeah how Shut the hell up. is she surprised? Well, that's the whole thing. And, like, you know, Sherry Stringfield's like, okay, we're, you know, getting divorced. And she's like, well, Allie Walker's like, well, I thought when we bitched about our marriages, we were just bitching to get it off our chest, not because you wanted to get divorced. They 
they've been bitching about for ten yeah. years. Like, what are you shocked? I mean, obviously, I guess she. I guess she figures that like it's she, because she actually loves her husband. Exactly. That's why. Like, she's been bitching for ten years, but she never planned to leave him. But it also opens up a huge wound by the end of the the series where she thinks that because her her friend left her husband. Now anybody could leave their husband because everybody's fair game, and then it also makes her really nervous because she she thinks that all the, the the issues between them were for naught because up until this point she knows that she would never leave him and he would never leave her, and then she starts to think like oh my god maybe these issues the same issues that her friend was always complaining about for ten years that she's also been complaining about for ten years maybe those are reason enough for people to leave and she suddenly feels very vulnerable. And then well, mentions she, it. And she freaks out, and she's like, let's have a baby, and then it's like, Let me get a job. Let me get a job. Let me get some makeup. <laughs> that yeah. was so fucking weird. She, I was like, is she having, like, a treat yourself day? I mean, like, I don't know. It's like, it was <laughs> terrible makeup, terrib- too. Like, What's actually terrible is that as we're, as we're, like, talking about this and explaining what the plot is, this almost sounds like a good show. We're making it sound good, so that's it's why we get to, get to the end, which is not good. No, I just no, want to—I no. want to state unequivocally: it is not good. If well, we didn't get to the kids, yeah, thinking, we'll, we'll get to the kids yeah. in just a moment. Um, but so, for example, <laughs> like for their birthday, we can get well. So any, anyway, the therapy ends with them basically like getting to the point where she, she's like, you know, I'm so vulnerable. If you're gonna leave me, just fucking leave. And he's like, fuck you. And then she goes in the kitchen to, like, I don't even know, she, like, make a sandwich. She goes to open the refrigerator, which is, like, <laughs> that's exactly what I do out. when somebody says, fuck you to me. I'm like, I'm going to go to the right? fridge. And so he comes out and literally... <laughs> I gotta go chill out. And yeah. literally... <laughs> <laughs> but so he's... Oh, God, that was such a Mora joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but so he says, he says, like, fuck you to her, and then basically fucks her, or attempts to fuck her. And then makes out with her against the refrigerator, and then they go back into the bedroom, and they, uh... Masturbate on top of each other. They lay on top of each other, and then do some mutual masturbation. Battling it's No, it's battling masturbation. Oh, God. It's a masturbation. They are in a war. It's a masturbation race. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, they're grinding, and then both masturbating at the same time. Which I'm like, that's I hope they locked the door. That is par for the fucking course. I was like, let's talk about their 10 year old. Alright, so that's where that, their their plot ends there. But we're going to go back now in time and talk about all of the shit. The real important part of their family. So they have two kids. I don't even remember the kids' names. The daughter is Isabella, yeah. What's the son? I oh, the son. they have names. The son is who gives. A I only remembered Isabella because it's such a terrible name. Sorry, Isabella's out there. Uh, but so wow, so she... Mora has a thing against Isabella's. Wow, I have nothing against. I had uh, I <laughs> Joshua, and it is the kid from the Cape. Oh, oh my God! Sorry, Jesus. Joshua's out there. I actually don't mind the name Isabella. It's more like the way they all say it. It's like Isabella. It's just like oh god. So so <laughs> their kids are they're they're fine kids. I mean the kids are weird, but like. Mostly, it's the stuff that goes on with the kids. They're not really like dick <laughs> it's kids. It's how Ali Walker good. reacts to the stuff that happens with the kid. That exactly. And I, also- would, I would put Isabella up for adoption. That's how I would react. <laughs> uh, no, I was like offended because in the first episode, Isabella starts her has her first period. That is like, and she's ten years she's old. 10 years so that's old. very young. It's young, but it's okay. Personal aside here, I started my period when I was ten. 
It happens. It's, wow. Yeah, it happens. Somewhat normal, I'm sure. And, like, these days, people, like, kids, girls are starting it younger and younger and younger, which they... That's what the doctor, what the says, doctor says, and he didn't flinch. But the way Ali yeah. Walker reacts, she's like, it's like a horror movie. It's disgusting. Oh, my God. What, there, what is like a horror horrible. movie in this version? There are several it. times... Oh, my God. I have so many things to say about Ali Walker in this <laughs> So, so, so not only is that... She, at first, she, she, I mean, the period thing she deals with a little bit better, because at least she just doesn't, like, freak out. She just goes like, oh, it's okay and this takes well, she her out of the says room it's and, okay and to the it. kid but then when the kid's out of the room and it's just her and tim decay she's like this is terrible this is disgusting she but, was yeah. only 10 years you know what she was right to think that because but, look what happens but at least she doesn't you know make faces at the child like she does not later on <laughs> i situations. wish i just, wish just wait we have to get there we cannot jump the gun on this so she so she so she, literally, though, we're not even exaggerating, when, when the kid goes to school in the morning, after she packs her lunch, she hands them off to Tim Decay, they're already in the car, and she's like, it's like a yeah, horror movie. that is an actual like, line. She's what a terrible mother. And she I says, mean, that's how I feel about my period, and I'm not ten, <laughs> so. But it's just like, you don't say that kind of shit about your kids right where they're, like, nearby. It felt very weird. And at least Tim Decay has the, the grace to say, like, That kid's me. in her own little world. I, I don't, I'm not even defending Allie Walker. I'm just making it clear that this child problematic <laughs> so that's that, that happened <laughs> i'm like now i'm gonna say I'm problematic, and that is probably true but <laughs> no, well no. when will we get to the swim oh. fan scene no. i'll ask you <laughs> shut <laughs> your face Latoya. we're not there yet so, okay we're at the we're at the anniversary shopping no scene no no we're, we're, at... we're at the doctors the real reason i had the issue with this oh. whole period thing is not even the issue of how she dealt with it but that was shitty enough <laughs> like she had issues with that although she seemed to do well enough with the kid one-on-one at first but the real issue is that when when tim decay rightfully is like so what did the doctor say she's like i'm not taking her to a fucking doctor i'm like are you out of your mind lady this child you're, you're is a doctor a, a period of 10 you're not taking her to a doctor Get your shit together. I t- my mom would take me to the doctor if I had a cold. Not just like had my period. <laughs> I was like, what kind of mother is like appalled by the idea of taking your child to, to seek professional care? Like, it turned no wonder you're you're so oh, terrible God. in bed. You don't give a shit about anybody, let alone your children. So then later on, though, the daughter. Ha- <laughs> I have so okay, so I guess we can't. We're not. We're not so, no, we're, we're not. She so does dead. take her to the doctor at, like two episodes later or something. Yeah, after she seeks her own help, so she was more well, concerned yeah, with obviously. getting her own help. What? And we're not going to get to the point where later on, where she projects her own issues about masturbation. Because earlier we didn't mention when when she's told to become a more sexual being by Doctor May. This child <laughs> does. <laughs> but uh, Allie Walker tries to masturbate and, she, and well, feels she real puts, awkward. Like, the house in really lockdown, and she closes up. the blinds. <laughs> like, and she tries in like several locations she's and like f- doesn't work. It's like a, it's yeah, like it's a masturbation sketch. failure. It's awful. And all she. Over. It's just abysmal, and and she does say like the first thing she says when they're in their first meeting is just like it was never really for her. It's like well, clearly you don't even give it a good shot. So it's like what are you like? It's ridiculous. Yeah, especially as as the season goes on, she uh, reveals that like she also faked her orgasm. So she's like being upset about not having sex, but she never enjoyed having sex. But like that's the thing the that the makes day, it even more frustrating. And she gets so she's... frustrated with Tim Decay for that, but he still at least like just knows how to handle himself. At least I mean he's a guy, but like. Regardless of that, like you're a grown woman, you should know how to deal with it yourself. Like I know that there's other. She only here. wants sex because her friend brought it up, right? And I know there's other issues here, like the intimacy between the two and they're married and stuff. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, if if your big core issue is that you need sex to, to survive, 
figure out a way to do it yourself if your husband's not willing. And she just refuses. And he is willing. And he is That's willing to a point. But, like, even then he kind of... He, he Yeah, he is to a point. They're, bo- they're both, like, messed up that way. But at least he's not completely shut off from any type of sex, you know, Because then eventually he is. does try. He does try to have sex with her, and then she's like, mm, this is weird. She, so. like... Yeah, she like laughs it off. Like at one point, they're making interest. out and they're like trying to yes. asphyxiate each other with their so mouths. What that was? That was horrifying. <laughs> but so, so the- like they were sucking the air out of each other. They weren't even like re- their like, mouths were on each other. They weren't kissing. They were sucking the air out of each other. So, oh my god. So they they want this more int- intimacy. So their their anniversary is coming up, and at the, at the time during the therapy, this is obviously a big deal for them because the last time they had sex was on their anniversary. So. Of course, Dr. May's like, that's a second anniversary, technically. It's like, ah. But so, she says to her, like, oh, you should, um, you know, do something nice for your husband. And her idea of that is buying him a TiVo, which I guess is... I want to talk about TiVo. So, TiVo definitely sponsored this show, right? Like, that has to be the case. I can't Because there's a whole thing with Adam Scott and his TiVo. I know, it has to be. Yeah, the TiVo product placement is... And then, literally, like... (laughs) Tim Decay acts like she handed him a briefcase. It's a TiVo commercial. It's the Holy Grail. It's a TiVo. A TiVo. And then there's a later episode where they're like, oh, the kids are out of the house all night at our parents. Like, what are we going to do with our time? And she's like, I'm going to take a bath. And he's like, I'm going to read my TiVo manual. (laughs) And I was like, well, Allie Walker won't let you fuck her, but I bet the TiVo would let you fuck it. Because that's what you clearly want to do. Mic drop. This TiVo. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. And he's ecstatic. And, and, in the meantime, though, he had taken his daughter with him to buy an anniversary present. Oh I'm like, God, what so is with these children and these parents and these children? No. So two things It's a combination of her problem and also the problem of him allowing her to pick it when she picked what she picked. So two, so two yeah. things happen here. One, they're planning on bringing their children with them to their anniversary dinner at a nice steakhouse. And it's yeah, like, it's 15 years. One. It's 15 like, years. You should just that's leave the kids at home. one of the problems. That's insane. It, it should be ne- awkward. I've never been to one of my parents' anniversaries dinner. Me neither. I wouldn't want to. Time. It's too intimate. It's like, yeah. kind of creepy. And so, anyway, so they're planning on going together, so the daughter comes with them to pick up the gift, because they're all going to be there, and I guess it's partly going to be from her. I'm like, how how romantic. You're, you're having your daughter pick out your, your wife's anniversary present? And you're like, that could be creepy if she buys something weird. Yeah, oh, or she does. something weird. <laughs> because, I'm sorry, in the few times that I've helped my dad pick out some kind of a gift for my mom, I'm not going to go pick out sexy purple lingerie. Yeah, I like, have to say, oh even, though I sh- even though I share the early menstruation with this little girl, I uh, do not share the lingerie picking you broke up for my mother. Good. But so... <laughs> We should we should clarify too. It's not like this is she, again. She's a ten year old. Like she should no business like even looking at that kind of stuff at this point. It's it's very sexualized for her to be like staring at openly in a store. Like why is he even strolling past the negligees with her? It's kind of weird in general. It's one thing for her if she was just looking at it, but for her to be like, "Hey, mom would like this. It's purple," and I'm like, "Really?" And then I can see him like making a weird Tim Decay face, like holding his like hand on his mouth in classic Tim Decay like like a commiserating status. But like he doesn't even do that. He just says okay and buys the fucking like why negligee. would you buy it? Exactly. Why would you buy that, knowing that you're going to have to give it to your wife, saying your daughter picked this out for you? Like every aspect of that is creepy, yeah, you, and it's you, not like you return that shit. If you if you're going to buy it, you return that shit, and then you, also you don't bring your children to your anniversary dinner. <laughs> also, why buy it? He's a grown fuck. He's her father. He can just say no, honey. That's inappropriate. Like no, I think like, your mom would prefer a nice scarf or. <laughs> 
Like, or just buy your own fucking present. She's not like a 20-year-old daughter helping you pick something else. She's a 10-year-old. She's going to offer, like, her options are negligees or swim fan DVDs. And I don't think your mom wants either. <laughs> are we talking swim fan now? <laughs> we'll get, we're about to get there. So they bring the, the negligee to the dinner. And she, the, not only does she, why would he bring that present to the dinner? There are so many issues I have here. She gives him the TiVo present at home. For some reason, instead well, he you're brings bring the a TiVo to a restaurant. <laughs> you bring any present. I hate people. For the record, I'm going on record, guys. I hate people that open gifts in restaurants. I think that's shit. I think unless you rent a room and it's a whole yeah, party, exactly. That's fine. But if you bring a present to a part to a to a place that's just like people sitting down at dinner, it's awkward for everyone else there. Then you're left with all this debris that the, the, the wait staff now has to clean up after. It's bullshit. Just don't do it. Just find another time. Wait till you go to the car and bring it out from the car. Just don't do it in front of everybody. It's very awkward. Having had several presents given to me that way, I think it's very awkward. <laughs> and I, don't, I do not appreciate it. I'll keep so that in mind. I don't think that she wanted it. I don't think she wanted it either. She looked mortified, but the, the kids were like, Mom, open it. And it's like, these parents are so bad. They just let their kids dictate their lives. The kids buying negligees. The, the little son saying, open it. So she just is forced to open a present in the middle <laughs> of, a, of a crowded, very nice high-end steakhouse, which I don't think should even allow kids, to be honest, but whatever. And they're all sitting there eating steak. Like, it's so romantic. And she opens up the present. And instead of, like... Timothy Kay at that point should have definitely intervened. Like, how does he not know it's inappropriate to let her open? This negative? child is insane. How does she not know it's inappropriate? She's 10. Like, she knows what it is, apparently. But Timothy Kay wrapped that I and mean, brought like, it there and said, here, open this in public. He gives it, I forgot it at home, I guess. I mean, like, the kid can't help that she's a little weirdo. That's. Christ. Yeah, but she's that's a weirdo. when your parents come along and be like, listen, you little weirdo. Exactly. We're not going to do this. But that's why she's a weirdo. And I, I, we're not giving this lingerie enough talk. It's not just, like, lingerie, which is... I mean, if it's a nice little piece of lingerie, at least it would look like whatever. This is, like, a bright purplish... Lacy, like, very black, skimpy. Yeah. Skimpy, lacy, and it's fine. Ba ba boom basically. Hey, guess what? Guess what? If Tim Decay went out and bought that on his own, I would be totally fine with that. It would be a yeah. little funny plot, but That would fine. basically... That'd be great for their marriage, probably, exactly. too. Exactly. And it would be like, look, I'm ready to have sex again. It'd be great. And even if they didn't have sex, it was a whole thing. That'd be just its own obstacle. It's bringing the kids into it. It's just so weird. And then opening it in public at a crowded restaurant. And it's not like a crowded restaurant where there's, like, you have the little booth. They're, like, at a circular table with, like, yeah. several circular They're in the center around. of the room. People could see into what she was opening. It was awkward. And instead, she takes one look and then pulls oh, the whole thing out, looks at it, flips it around, makes a show of it. I'm, like, mortified on her behalf, but she still doesn't... Like, if you get one look at what's in there, you just keep it in there. You're like, thanks. Like, it's awkward. And instead, like, the daughter's just like, do you like it? And she's like, um, yeah. It's the nice. child needs to be the one in therapy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Why is that not a plot? It's not that child in therapy. And some of the time, Nikkei doesn't even realize, like, that's an awkward thing for him to have done. It's like, of course it is, dude. Like, how can you not read your wife's face? Like, I'm not even, like, Allie Walker's husband, and I can see she's clearly upset about this. And- <laughs> He's just like, yeah, it's great. She picked it out. It's like, no shit she did. She's clearly asking all about it. He doesn't seem to even care about the gift. Like, it's totally irrelevant to him. Like, the one thing they could have really slam dunked here is that he was a good husband and he bought her a nice gift. He seems like the type that would. He seems to love her. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like so weirdly out of character for him to suddenly just be like, here, you buy this gift for me. It's completely impersonal and completely inappropriate. Like, it was bizarre. But, um, so the daughter on that point is already weird that's where i'm like oh this daughter's a psycho and it gets even worse from there because i mean i I feel bad putting this all on some little child although it's all fictional but it's also bizarre it's horrifying crazy level where 
there's it's the opening scene of an episode. I think it's like six or seven, and it's just her in her room. Um, I, I want to describe it, sitting kind of like cross-legged or on her knees? Uh, she's, she's on her knees, yeah. With her leg tucked under her. This, this factors into it, guys, because it'll become an issue in a second. <laughs> she's, she's ten got, years old. She's got shoes on, one leg tucked under, sitting on her shoe, if you know that kind of, like, you know, you're kind of kneeling, kind of sitting there. So she's watching on, like, one of those hilariously dated portable DVD players or something. Um, swim fan. Like, I don't know where she got a copy of Swim Fan. Swim Fan is inappropriate for adults, let alone children. It's Swim it's Fan's not... inappropriate for everyone. Yeah. And at first I was like, I saw that movie in the theater, by the way. So did I. So did, did With it, my family. Did it make you feel what? tingly in your lady parts as well? It did not. Which, by the way, I want to say, the romantic music that's playing during this pool sex scene, I'm pretty sure did not play in the episode. Like, in the movie, I mean. In the movie, because it actually kind of reminded me, I, I've been rewatching Dawson's Creek, and after Dawson's dad dies, spoiler alert, uh, Dawson and Joey watch uh, Charlie's Angels, and all of a sudden wow, there's yeah. like uh, there's a there's a scene where there's a car crash, and like that scene where the car crash is not in the movie, like they clearly inserted it to like be like oh because Dawson's dad died in a car crash, so it was kind of like that they put this romantic music over Swim Fan just for what's not, about to happen in the scene. Find a fucking movie. movie with actual romantic music. You don't need to go watch Swim Fan. We, I found out, though, by doing a little bit of research, the reason they did that is because Swim Fan was originally called Tell Me You Love Me. It was a.k.a. Tell Me what? You Love Me. So, oh, yeah, because she tells them when they're, like, fucking... There, yeah. is a, there is a scene in Swim Fan, I remember this. Like, as I was watching it, here's yeah. my reaction. That, it's during that scene, yeah. At first, that scene, like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, this sounds, like, weirdly familiar, and I'm trying to think, because there's been several movies, I'm like, it can't possibly be Showgirl or something. I'm like, what? Oh, no, God, how did she before? get that? I'm like, is it shows? No. Is it Cruel Intentions? No. Like, I'm going through all the plots where it's, like, people like, fucking a pool. Almost sex in a pool, or some version of that in a pool. And it's none of those. I'm like, it couldn't possibly be Swim Fan. And I, <laughs> I went and rewound, and I'm, like, watching it real close, and I'm like, holy shit, it's Swim... Because it, when you have, um, with, with uh, was it, Christensen? Uh, Erica Christensen. Erica Christensen, yeah. yeah. When her hair is back all wet, she, like, doesn't look as... Erica Christensen, like it's kind of hard to see who it is, but you could see Jesse Bradford a little better because his hair is short anyway. So I'm like, mm. oh, it's definitely Jesse Bradford. It must be Swim Fan. So I googled it, and this is where I found out that originally Swim Fan was called "Tell Me You Love Me," which I believe is a line from Swim Fan when she's she's yeah, that's it's like stalking him. It's like during this this sex scene. Wow. So sh- uh, we should clarify that it's not just that it's a sex scene, but like that means the kid has up until this point watched all of Swim Fan. <laughs> And, and we'll probably continue to watch the rest of Swim Fan, which is just inappropriate. If anyone's ever seen that movie, it's like, she's a crazy stalker. I hope that child stalker. has nightmares. Like, she's just, like a crazy stalker and like super violent and weird. I, it's a horror movie and it's not appropriate for like, a child. I, I kind of want them to do this show again in like 10 years and that daughter's in therapy and she's like, I had my sexual <laughs> awakening watching Swim Fan. You know what? If, if, if they hadn't had the later on scene where uh, Tim Decay interacts with Adam Scott, I would buy that, uh, what's her name, the sister of uh, Carol is that daughter all grown up. <laughs> <laughs> she totally have been, I mean, there was a brother yeah, playing. The trick is that it's sister, different timelines. Yeah. Well, maybe she has that other daughter. That's the, I don't know. A I don't l- fucking know. Well, a little, uh, just amusing thing to me when I was watching the swim fan scene because I was trying to distract from everything else happening <laughs> that scene is that I thought it was pretty funny they did swim fan because basically in parenthood Sonia Wilder ruins Erica Christensen's marriage and Sonia Wilder yeah Sonia Wilder is basically playing a, a less likable version of Erica Christensen from parenthood in this show 
Ah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I buy that. She's like the career woman, wants a baby, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That's like half of Erica Christensen's storyline for Parenthood. But she's actually likable in that show. Yeah. Unlike everything that's happening here. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, so So basically, they watch Swim Fan to inspire this show, and then... Uh, they oh God! Don't even say it. So, I mean, there's no, there's no this, definitive proof of it, but I it's mean, the I circle it's, of it Erica sense. Christensen. It's oh, yeah, and it, yeah. But I, I think there's enough evidence here that I think that they did that on purpose because if you looked up "Tell Me You Love Me" up until that point and probably even still now, Swim Fan r- r- comes up before uh, this show does. That's so yeah, it's kind of like an in joke among the writers. Like, look, it's like our our sister our sister movie. That you oh, you think there are jokes in this show? <laughs> Not the, the funniest joke is literally buried beneath a twisted like scene where a child watches swim we're, like we're making our own jokes but i, I don't know. think there were ever any intentional jokes on this show oh god so well i guess that's supposed to be them like referencing how ironic it was that this movie is more well known for the same name mm-hmm. even though like, it's not even really we're special and, and the tell me love me scene in swim fan is i mean there's a there's a sex scene in it and then she gets progressively it's basically like fatal attraction and she's like obsessed with the guy with jesse bradford she's a fan of swimming and uh so she <laughs> she's a fan of swimming is that why they call her swimming. swim fan yeah and there's like a horrifying like couple moments in that so i'm like thinking about this child watching that it's just very upsetting and in general i'm not sure how she got a copy of that that movie but it just seems highly inappropriate i bet it's r do you think their family owns that movie well the father like, doesn't i don't know because like he watches anything if, oh it's pg-13 so well, maybe it's, yeah I feel like, cause just because growing up, especially, we just have, like, a lot of shitty, like, VHSs at home, so that could be one of the, like, shitty VHSs they bought. But at least, I don't know, it just, it was confusing, because you never really see where she gets it from. You just, it opens up on, literally, like, Swim Fan. It's like you're watching Swim Fan, and then it pulls back, and you see it's, like, her sitting on her, on her, on her foot, and she's wearing oh. shoes, so clearly she's watching Swim Fan, and then they're, they're, they're fucking in a pool, and she's kind of like, ooh, and she... You're, you're, it's almost like she's now simulating masturbation, and it's very upsetting because this poor ten-year-old actress or however old actress, it just felt very. I was like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I didn't sign up for watching a child masturbate. No one signed up for that. She's ten years old. I know. No. So, oh, so that happens, and then we had this. There's no. This is what I'm saying about the natural. First of all, I I, I forgot to mention before too. The other thing I noticed upon some little research, I, th- I didn't realize it until I, I looked it up. There's no music at all in the show. It's completely without music until the very Except end. Except at the end of every episode. That's not even true, though. No, only certain. Only the last episode has a song. Everything else no is completely vacant of music. Yeah, That's not true, though, because they like they play music when they're like a club or something. Maybe tomorrow oh. by Stereophonics plays in the first episode. I'm like, this only is the like, per- this yeah, is the best part of the first episode. Music, but no, yeah, if it's if it's diegetic, no it might be in the background. No, like, but, like, yeah. if there is a boring scene where they're eating cereal in the morning, there's nothing playing behind it to distract you, basically. So, or for the most part. I mean, there are exceptions, but for the most part, like, this scene, you're not hearing any music yeah, behind it. It's, it's just too her quiet. Alone. I wish there were score. Exactly. Yeah. It's her alone watching a movie, and it feels almost, like, creepy that we're watching this. And it feels like it is sinister. creepy. It, it is. And it's very sinister feeling at times, too. With not just them, it's like, the therapy sessions feel very sinister because there's no music, and you just... You put on all this, like, dark intent, because to me, when you don't hear music, usually it means something serious is going on. And the, the um, thing is, like, again, in treatment, it was, ju- it was just therapy scenes, and there was no music, and it was phenomenal. Yeah. And this show is garbage. Yeah. So so she basically gets off watching Swim Fan, like a 10-year-old does. <laughs> I don't even know. And then later on, she goes to her mom and asks her about whether or not she had boyfriends before her father. And the mother, like, literally 
like, it's the equivalent of, like, she has, like, a bunch of, like, plates, and then the daughter asks her something, she drops them all on the floor, and she's like, what? And she's, like, completely, like, taken aback that her daughter would ask her such a crazy question, like, have you ever had another boyfriend? Like, this is the worst mother. What is wrong with this child? But no, what is wrong with this child? Uh, So then, so she asks her that, the mom, like, gives her some bullshit, like, yeah, I had, uh, that one guy, this other guy. Why are you asking me this? And I was like, Jesus! She's just a little girl. She's curious. And then so the little, she gets spooked and, like, leaves the room. She's like, I'm gonna go in my room. It's fine. Well, she also mind. talks about touching herself, though, too. No, in but that's comment. later on. Oh. At first, she just says, like, oh, I'm just I, I'm just curious. Bye. And then leaves. Yeah. And the mother follows her into the room where she's, like, stroking a troll doll's head. Which I think guys, I'm so, so I, creeped I, out by. <laughs> troll dolls are terrifying. But, guys, <laughs> I, I hate to interrupt right now, but can we just uh, talk real quickly about how terrible the Swim Fan soundtrack is? <laughs> Besides, there's one ass song, and that probably is de- decent, but, like, for, besides the, like, this is a shitty soundtrack. Uh, I don't even know what song played during that. It must have been, unless there was no music in the Swim Fan. I don't think it was, scene. I don't think it was, like, just go to the soundtrack uh, in that link, and then all but, like, ugh, like every band just, on there, like, ugh. Got some, got some cool little Seven Dust, you know, and Ooh, some saliva, saliva guys. Oh, Ooh, acoustic default. Oh, wow, That's what was happening. Matter. That's yeah, like Ash is the best band on there, and I'm sure that's a shitty Ash yeah, song wh- too. Just because. When I hear default, you know what I? The, my first thought is, please make it acoustic. <laughs> oh, Lord, all music gave it a three out of five stars. The soundtrack. Also, you know, Jason yeah. Ritter wasn't swim fan, which leads even more credence to the Parenthood theory. <laughs> uh, all it's missing is a little blurb on the cover from like Pitchfork. Like I'd masturbate to this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my so, god. So the little girl is now alone, stroking a troll doll head, like, creepy, and the mother comes in and, like, puts an arm around, like, what's wrong? Like, so wow, many mom, things. you're actually trying for one. So many things are wrong with this child. This and human so, troll doll yeah, child. The kid, all the kid was missing is, like, where do I begin? Uh, and then the mom's just like, is there something wrong? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, basically, like, I've been watching this Swim Fan movie, and when I watch it, it makes me feel things. She's like, what does that mean? She's like, I don't know. Sometimes I touch myself or something, and then and she's like, and it feels okay. I don't, it's all so vague. Like she's ten years old. They're saying like the most vague things, but the mom should press her a little bit and try and find out what she means. Do you really want more her. of that? But that's what being a mother. I mean, you made it. You don't want it necessarily, but like either you talk to your daughter about this, you bring her to a specialist who'll talk to her about it, or you don't talk about it at all. This mother cannot decide between the three of them at all. Well, she I prefer the the route that Michelle Borth's mother went and just shame her completely. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, luckily that didn't happen. Although she's close to it. So, okay, I want to go over, I want to go over this scene, like, second by second. Because, so she tells her this, the mother tries to react kindly, and so she's sitting, like, next, like, like, you know, shoulder to shoulder with her, has her arm around her, and the mom is, like, saying, like, it's okay, it's your body, you can do whatever you want, as long as it feels good. And she's, like, gripping her shoulder, like, like, hugging her, and the daughter's like, okay, and then, like, the mom makes this, she pulls this face that is real straight. Like, it is, she looks like someone has a gun on her. Are you going to screen like, cap it? Are you going to screen cap it? Oh, I will screen cap it. I screen, there's another scene I screen capped later, too, as well, where it, she just looks terrified. I hope to God the daughter doesn't see that in her peripheral, because that is going to traumatize that daughter. Her daughter will not be able to masturbate just like her mom will, and they'll, she'll have a terrible marriage. <laughs> And then have shitty kids just like she did, and it'll go on Well, the daughter does not want to have kids or get married. Oh, 
Jesus. Or it'll be it'll be Adam Scott all over again. This child, no, this child's gonna end up being like Michelle Borth, but worse. Oh my God, yep. Jesus. So like that's kind of where that's. I mean, there's not much else with the daughter, although there is some weirdness. But just that to me is one of the more insane plots of the show. But there is other stuff that's even more insane than that. But luckily, that that's the only highlight for for um Tim McCann and Ali Walker mostly are pr- pretty like plain. Like they're they're the more standard story of the three of them. And I think they do, I think they're a better job of at least being a compelling couple. Like, it makes more sense that they would end up together, and you actually are kind of, I've been saying it's like rooting for them, but you're like, I'm rooting for them to divorce. I'm rooting for everyone to divorce. That's true. I didn't didn't root for anyone on this show except maybe Catherine Town. (laughs) (laughs) She was the only one, like, she was on a different show, basically. Yeah, and and I would say that at least if they ended up together, it didn't feel like a disaster waiting to happen. At least it was just like, alright, well, they're fine. Whatever. But, like, the other ones, let's get to the next one, because we've got to get to- I, I have got to talk about all of the Adam Scott <laughs> monster scenes. So, the next, we can go into the Jamie. We've been mentioning Jamie, yeah. also, like, semi, um, uh, do we have any other wrap-up thought? We're good with- we had anything else to say about if the we, other ones? If we have anything to say, I'm just gonna yell him later. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go through my notes a little bit, but yeah. So, there's, uh, there's a- there's the other- set of couple which is it's not like, i wouldn't even say it's a set of couples because it's, it's it's all about her basically it's yeah really it's about jamie. it's jamie yeah. the dudes are kind of extraneous to her storyline because so. that's true yeah. she also there's three people she fucks and and one oh three four people i guess right four. three and a half three three and a half <laughs> four and a stripper the trucker cap guy <laughs> okay so so there's a couple people that she that she just like is hooking up with although we are introduced to her at first as part of the monogamous fiance like we said with hugo now, Hugo, after he gets confronted about being monogamous, claims he's too honest, and then fucking bolts. Like, there's a couple, an episode, or maybe two episodes, where they try and work through it. And Which, just, by working through it, we mean they have sex. They have sex, yeah. yell about it, have sex again. Which is the problem leaves. with the relationship, basically. Or she leaves, really, I guess. She left yeah. him, right? Or no? Yeah. I think she, she, she went back to him, and they fucked in the car, but then she realized that's the worst thing to do. She even tells him, like, all we do is have sex, and that doesn't fix anything. And he, he like, listens to her over the phone, like, he's the most confused person in the world. And so, basically, she leaves him at first because of that whole catastrophe. She gets back with him. Then he kind of drives her away again. She goes back one more time. Then they're aw- apart for a little while. She goes a little crazy for a minute and starts like calling him and like shows up at work. Yeah, she goes. She shows up at his school, which is yeah. That's how we learned that he's a teacher. Middle school. It's just very inappropriate. I'm surprised she was even able to do that. I'm sure. I'm surprised he's a teacher of children. (laughs) Yeah, but nowadays, like that, she would have been like flagged and and escorted off the property. (laughs) Oh, here for you guys not understanding why we are surprised he was a teacher is because there's a scene where he and Michelle Borth are like just tripping balls driving. On the highway, forever. and be romantic, just driving in circles forever, tripping. Just like park your car, man. Like and- well, I don't understand why you need to be driving. Because what, what were they on? I don't know. If they were just hot. They must have been. They it looked like they took pills or something. No, it was like, it was like a powder thing. I, I don't know if it was coke because they were too like mellow. Oh, I don't. They know. were on like I wasn't paying were, attention to that. They were on something intense. Yeah, well, they, there's a lot of people getting high throughout the ep- throughout the uh, show yeah. as well. Yeah, but, but most of it, like most of it's pot. This was like the one like hard drug, which was like don't don't drive on they should not be together at all. Hey kids, hey kids, this is for you kids of Ellie Walker, Tim McKay, and the world. 
do not take drugs and drive. <laughs> like, what's some basic sense? Like, who raised these children? Also, um, don't so- fuck people in a kitchen of a restaurant. A high-end restaurant. Yes! Health yeah. code! That's what I say every time I watch this damn show. I had a hard time with that scene. I was like... I, I read all of Anthony Bourdain's stories. <laughs> so but yeah, yeah. Ooh, just at least go into the walkthrough, man. Alright, so anyway, so they are, uh, they are kind of, like, dysfunctional, and then it leads to her being a little crazy, and he starts to really put up the wall at that point, and he's like, look, I need to, I'm, I'm done with you, basically. And she kind of loses her mind, and she starts, at first she reaches out, first she just fucks a random, um, sous chef, I think, right? Yeah, Yeah, because here's the thing, she's stalking him, as we said, and then when she goes to his school, he's basically like, I'm in detox, being with you is like being on drugs. Like, oh, that's 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 nice thing you want to hear from someone. And that's the point, at least least she knows at that point, that's where she goes and gets help. She starts starts seeing therapy, which is good. Yeah, because... Her whole thing is that she doesn't understand how to be, like, single, pretty much. Like, Because she lost We didn't know that. Up until yeah. that point, we actually thought she was completely sane. Everything about Yeah. Her, like, because, uh, honestly, like, you know. in the beginning, she seems completely in the right with the way she is upset with him. Yeah, like, just, she's yeah. just high-strung she was, she was at the beginning, it. but you're like, okay, I'm with you, and then you it just unravels all her it problems. It spirals. Yeah. And so then when she goes... She goes... At first, she goes and, and, and texts her, like, fuck buddy, because her, her friend, her friend who happens to be... Walger's sister um, is telling her like I, there are a couple scenes there that I just loved I, I will say I will absolutely go hard for some uh, weirdly a certain scene in this where uh, uh, what's her name do we know her name is it Michelle oh, uh, or Mason 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 character Catherine Towns Mason, Mason. Um, is like the I, she's kind of like the wild child of the of the uh, Walger family but she's also just the wild child of every group she's in in the show yes um, and so she is best friends with Jamie and so when they first break up they, she comes over she gets her high and they relax and it's nice at first then she's like let me take you out on a night for the town and she's like you just need to fuck somebody that's like how you're gonna get over it it's like when you what'd she say it's something like 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 when you, there's she makes some like some metaphor. It was pretty decent. It felt vaguely l- realistic, where she's just kind of like you have to get over it by getting onto the next thing. Mm-hmm. And so, so she's like, yeah, that sounds okay. So she takes her out, um, and then at first she she hooks up with her her like fuck buddy, I think, who is the director from Entourage. Which yes. Is, oh jeez. But luckily she calls it. She calls Val there, and, and she's like, I'm not really into this. That's the that, that's the half. As we were then, saying. Yeah, exactly. And he calls immediately calls someone else on his list, which I was like, that's kind of. Yeah. I, I kind of appreciate. But he's actually it. pretty sweet too. He's he like, was, and he was like, I'm sorry, you were almost married. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, yeah. And then he just says, okay, bye. And it was completely pleasant. I think it was actually very healthy. Even though it was just like a, a fuck buddy, it was a very healthy interaction. Yeah, it wasn't that, like the usual, like, oh, you're giving me blue balls. Yeah, that was like one of the like the few healthy decisions she made. And he and he dealt with it very nicely, too. He could have been a lot creepier about it, and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's nice. And uh, probably it explains why she stayed, she stayed like, his on-call fuck buddy for a while, mm-hmm. is that they had probably he, a good relationship with that way. He did wear a trucker cap at one point. Oh, which did he I, notice that? Well, it's, which is why I understand why she would not have sex with him. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. Plus, he's just also the director from Entourage. But, <laughs> but, well, <laughs> she also fucked Hugo numerous times, so... Yeah, that's yeah, true. You know. But then, uh, in the interim, after she, she turned off that guy, she just... Like, I, vaguely eyes the sous chef and then just fucks him at, in the kitchen of the restaurant, which is just like, oh god. And it, they, they, they don't say a word. They have, like, a weird, like, moment where she looks at him and then they just cut to them having sex and then no, no word is said. No soundtrack is played and then they just walk away from it and no word is said. I'm pretty like, sure wow. the health department would not approve of this. 
Yeah. Just and she's a, she's a chef, we should say. I don't know what, what order, like, a, she's like a short order cook or something, but she's just a chef. Um, and so is he. And so then, um, so she, she has that, at least, and then she's still feeling blue, so that's when, um, Mason's like, let's just, like, up the ante. She takes her to a fucking strip club, and I appreciated that so much. <laughs> I don't know what I enjoyed Mason's about the so best much. damn character on the stupid show. I just, like, I was like, this is so Mason's different. just living her fucking life. Like, she's and it wasn't like, even I'm like on, a, yeah, she's on another show, not this show. She's clearly. waiting for her house to be built. Yes, <laughs> she's getting her house built. And she, like, it's not just, like, she takes her to, like, a, a stupid Chippendale strip club. She takes her to a regular, like, most kind of high-end looking. Like, the couches look nicer. Of course, because Mason's got that money. Mason's got so. that money, yeah. She takes and her to see she, female strippers. And she strippers, just buys not, her a lap dance. Yeah. yeah, it's a female stripper, and she just buys her a lap dance. And then, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, she looked totally into it, too. Like, not like she was disliked down for it, but it was like, oh, this is refreshing. It's not like she's like, oh my god, that's so... Like, it was just like, she's like, alright, she's just, like, drunk and probably high, and they're just like... Like, basically doing what dudes would do, except they're women, and that's how women, some women deal with stuff. And it was just, oh, this is a refreshing, like, different change of pace. I appreciated that scene. But then it goes right back to being awful again, because then she's just sort of, like, like moaning over Hugo again, and mm-hmm. it's being... I don't know. It was it was kind of like, every time she'd get closer to being okay, she would go back, like, mm-hmm. two or three steps. And then she gets, and like, it- a tattoo, which has, like, what was it, Hebrew yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, Hebrew for heel. And the thing is, uh, we kind of see it more, obviously, and it's it's touched on her uh, therapy at first. It's like, she blames herself for everything, pretty much. And then you, ha- you you hear her phone calls with her mom. It's like, oh, that's why she blames herself for everything. Because her mom, because her mom blames her for everything. Yeah. Her mom is shit. Yeah. Yeah, her mom's getting mad at her for not getting married. Like, it's like, what? Like, 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 it's, like the mom's the one who's hurting. It's awful. Yeah. She's a terrible, like, I, again, like, terrible mother. At one point, she even, like, it says to her, her mom, we'll around. have the fucking wedding. I just won't be there. <laughs> like, her mom's so good. And neither will you go. Yeah. I appreciated that, to be honest. I think she was at least, like, standing well, up for Well, and you herself. really get a, a good uh, sense of where all of Jamie's issues come from. They come from her mother. They She talks about in therapy and with Ian Summerholder about how, like, when she got to that age where she, like, hit puberty and kind of became yeah, sexually she, active. she lost her virginity yeah, at 14. That, yeah. She, she that, like, it that. changed all of her mental focus onto, like, how she looks and you know, being sexually attractive and, like, being with guys and everything and it just totally changed everything for her and again this would be great on a better show mm-hmm. yeah because it's this is why i say her character's the most interesting like she's she's only valuing herself based on how guys are attracted to her yeah that's, and it's interesting it's very self-actualized like she's coming yeah. from a place of fully understanding what her issues are and it's very nice to see something like that on it's she's honestly like a less malicious version of uh, melissa george's character on in treatment mm-hmm but it, again, it just it, it's a storyline that show. deserves better writing than it got. Yeah, for sure. Because Michelle Borth would clearly be capable of playing it if they wrote it for she her. She was very. Better. I will say, of all the people too, she she was very charismatic, and I think mm-hmm. she actually came across as one of the more likable characters in the end. Even though she had huge flaws, mm-hmm. she was. I think still... she's the most relatable character of anyone. Mm-hmm. Else. Yeah. Because everyone else, true. everyone else seems like this walking, talking stereotype of the lady that wants a baby, the guy that doesn't, the wife who's like not having sex, the husband who's not having sex. Oh, blah blah. But like, I actually get her character. 
Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't feel like that kind of walking stereotype, especially when you get and into her issues more. Especially and, when you realize her issues aren't just being jealous. Right. And they're also, they're also being addressed. Like, she's not letting things go. Like, when she feels like she's, like, having problems, she goes right to therapy. The other people have, at this point, been going on for a year without having sex. The other one... I mean, they're already in therapy, so they're probably okay, but they're, clearly they have other issues festering, especially Adam Scott. He's been letting stuff go for 20, 30 years. Yeah. So, like, she actually is, like, trying to address the issues that she has. And it's not to say that you you, you can't be a good person and, and not be able to deal with things right away. That's fine, too. Yeah, and she's but still it's just young nice. enough. It's, it's relatable in the sense it's like, oh, you're you're good yeah. and you're healthy and, and you're trying to And she's still early better. enough in her life where that's when you should be dealing with that stuff. Yeah, you're trying, to yeah. Unfuck, you're trying to unfuck yourself as best as possible. Yeah. Honestly... The show should, I would say, I'd be probably more interested in a show that's just her. If this show was just her, maybe they could focus on, like, one character, really, mm-hmm. and not try to, like, do all these, like, look how oh, cool we are, look at all these shit. different perspectives. It could probably be a better show, honestly. It should have been, a, uh. should have been an hour and 45 minute long movie it, about Michelle Borth. <laughs> yeah, go. it'd be a less, and plus it'd be a less anger-inducing, like, uh, thing, because we don't have to focus, like, on all these people who hate each other. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, it's kind of, like, abysmal at times to have to deal with going from, like, someone who's interesting to someone who's just miserable. Yeah. Because it's just, like, it's every time you get close to an interesting plot, they jump to somebody else who's just suddenly taking a left turn into even more depressing <laughs> someone who's territory. Just, <laughs> someone who's just peeing without wiping. <laughs> Alright, so, so, so basically, yeah, so, we didn't uh, even get to the best part of this, is that her interaction becomes... Dun dun dun! She meets an also grieving, uh, recently broken up with. He's basically he's basically the guy version of her, only he hasn't addressed his problems. Right. Yes, and he is delightful. <laughs> I think well, he has many issues as well. But this is Ian Somerhalder, young. Um, he's got like the long. He hair. looks like a hobo. Yeah, but he got he has the long hair. I figured out what it is. It's that when he tucks it behind his ears, he looks terrible. When he leaves it in front of his ears, he still looks like somewhat somewhat homeless, but more like, like rock star there, homeless. There so. are times um, watching Vampire Diaries where his hair goes through some issues. Too yeah. long. Oh, season three where he has yeah, the mullet. Like, well, yeah, you're beautiful, but what is happening with your hair? But now, this is the yeah, hair. This is now the that hair I have that it should look this like. Show, I appreciate even his bad hair moments on Vampire Diaries. No, see, I like this so much more. I thought this was the right I way just, to go. Ugh. I just don't like I think behind this, his ears. I think this is his post Marco Polo TV movie hair. So he still like had long hair. I think that's yeah, why I mean, it's I like this. Def- and it's, it's thin now. Latoya it's- on that because she is the Ian Summerhalder expert of the three expert. of us for sure. Thank you. But I'm like, you know, he, ugh, this is probably the least attractive I've ever found Ian Summerhalder, which is still like, really. Um, yeah, I agree. At least level of more attractive than most people, but it is. It is definitely Okay, guys. Now, I'm going to throw this in. Imagine Paul Wesley with that hair. <laughs> I don't think his hair would do that, could it? I don't think his hair can grow out that long, but I kind of <laughs> want it to. Like, God, I feel like his hair would just somebody, get poofier. Like, I can't I even imagine. Photoshop that hair I feel like his hair would just get closer to, like, kid in play or something. <laughs> like, it would just keep going upwards. I can't imagine I don't, going... Yeah, I don't know if his hair can grow that long. Oh, I've never seen it. I don't want to visualize that. I'm going to have nightmares. Visualize it. But yeah, so Ian Summerhalder shows up, shows up and he's he's actually introduced to Jamie by Whitney Cummings of Whitney. Oh, good old Whitney. <laughs> 
Uh, what was, what was the uh, well, oh, fucking? I was trying to think of what the theme, the uh, opening theme song ending thing they said was. What is that? Whitney. Weird. Whitney's performing in front of a live studio audience. You is heard that, me. Oh, you heard. <laughs> you heard me. You heard me. Uh, so, uh, uh, so. But here, here's where we get to my my laugh out loud oh, yeah. moment for me, basically, <laughs> which. <laughs> Which, uh, I, you touched on it, but I, I just ignored you so I could give it to you. <laughs> so after she meets Ian Summerholder, she goes, uh, Jamie goes to therapy, and, uh, the, <laughs> Dr. May asks her, have you ever been monogamous? And you get a pause and like oh a stone. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love it! I did also laugh! I laughed so hard. Oh, uh, I have in my notes, I need to talk for 20 minutes about like a stone guy. Oh, yeah, the just happen. starts blasting. So then we have this uh, fucking montage for the whole song. Listen, for yes. listeners who are not like sure what we're talking about, Latoya tweeted us earlier before recording that she has an, a laugh out loud moment in episode four. So I looked at my notes and I'm like, well, there's like four or five things it could be. I'm like, but it has to be like a stone. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten to mine yet, but I'll get to that in a little I bit. Was, that's the third. That's the third yeah, plot we're gonna like, get to. What the but, fuck is happening? But like a stone plays like almost in its entirety. Yeah, too, yeah. Right? All of a sudden the chorus just starts most playing. Of the episodes, <laughs> most of the episodes end with like a full song, and they kind of go through what where each character couple is at. But yeah, this one doesn't actually do the montage. It just does that, and then it fades to black with the song playing. And Like a Stone is one of those songs that, like, personally, I listen to that so much. Yes, I up. enjoy that song, but oh this my is ridiculous. God. I literally wrote I, in my well, notes, this fucking song. Like, <laughs> this fucking, that song, to me, I mean, I, I, not to get into it, but, like, having been a huge fan of Buffy, that was, like, everyone used that as, like, the Spike theme oh song, God. which is horrible. Like... It was like in every music video it was a spike. <laughs> it was just like like a stone. Jesus Christ, you spike fans are embarrassing. I know, I know. But I had a, I think at one point I was so obsessed with that song in particular. I had a I had a CD for my car made that was just that song. <laughs> so I could play it on repeat. Think about what you just oh said, more. God. <laughs> I like Spike guys. Sorry, I can't help it. Um, all right, you so, might want to edit this out. <laughs> I know, I probably will if I have any self-respect. But wait That's a minute, crazy. I'm a Spike fan. Can't have any of that. Oh, uh, so, we're uh, gonna get so many angry letters. Yeah, I was um, like, I think we all watched this show. I'm not sure we have a lot of self-respect. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, all right, so so they're that's kind of like they meet that that becomes like their new. They kind of reinvent themselves with each other because they're clearly both damage from their breakups. They're both recently, you know, split. They're both and serial monogamists, basically. Serial monogamists who are constantly in relationships, and they kind of recognize that in each other. And I'm not She also, lie. also, technically she works with his ex, because his ex is the waitress, waitress at her restaurant. Yeah. Because yeah. she's with Chef, and we haven't really made that clear. Yeah, so, so she's, a wait- she's a waitress at the restaurant she's a chef at. Um, again, it was confusing, because they kept mentioning someone's daughter is a wait- This is a thing. All in the background of this, we keep cutting to May, Dr. May, and her and her husband, Arthur, and this, like, ongoing John is in town, and his daughter is a waitress at a restaurant. And I don't really care about that plot at all, by the way. No, I don't either, but, like, I kept thinking, which one of them's his daughter? Because it could have been any of the women, and it was none of them. It turns out if it was only, some it, random world. If only it had been Anya, since they always just talk about Anya so I was much. gonna say, I'm like, yeah, there's so his, many fucking connections, he's dating a vengeance <laughs> demon, Spike's song is slang, I was like, I hate everything. But, oh. uh, yeah, so... So then, uh, I so was going to say there's a Twilight connection because Ian Summerhalder is a vampire who plays baseball. So. Oh God! <laughs> no, he oh, plays softball. God. Eh. Jesus. Same thing. 
<laughs> but um, so he, so he, he kind of like helps her sort of get through the breakup a lot because especially later on, Hugo comes back, and she has like you know, obviously she's got the relationship going. There were a couple things here though. Um, at one point, he he tells her to come. Well, she tries to they, they try to have a they have a sex scene where they try to have sex doesn't work out. He's again. Some of the guys on the show, they're handling that very well. Adam Scott is not one of them, but most of them are handling the not having sex right away very well, which is very nice. It's very, it's a good change of pace. It's not like, uh, alright, or just, even just like a lot of sighing. It's just, okay, well, it's fine. And, and, and it's very nice. There's another scene, though, where it's, I, I, this is where I found it was baffling. Ian Selma and her are in the midst of about to have sex. And he's like, oh no, I don't have a condom. I'm like, really? I'm like, you look like Ian Summerhunter and you don't walk around with a condom. I'm like, that's just reckless, well, dude. That also, I guess we should address that. Isn't that the, that's a sex scene where he comes back and he says mm-hmm. that, like, uh, Anya, like, wants to get back together or something like that. And that's when she has sex with him finally. We learn later that he basically just said that, uh, to like, c- to, like, keep her around. Although, like, yeah, because Dr. Uh, Dr. May, she says, do you think maybe he was manipulating you? She's like, a, a natural Jamie form. She's like, no, it was all me, basically. And it, it turns out, like, the doctor was right. Were- Jamie again blamed herself for something she didn't even do. And then he also, in the same sense, well, the problem the That's, problem like, the there, most manipulative he is, though, I will exactly. say. Exactly. And it was kind of more just, like, I think he was just being he liked her vulnerable and just really wanted to try and convince her. And it's funny because she is equally manipulative because she admits to having sex with him to keep him away from her. So mm-hmm. it's like they're kind of, like, almost, like, canceling each other out with their manipulative. That's why I thought they were a great pair, honestly. I, I know they were in tough places. They were it makes, really ready to like, be together, but... Like, it, it's... Dumb. I, I'm guessing that if the show had continued on, he would have been because uh, Ian's only technically uh, recurring. Okay. I feel like if there was a season two, he'd be regular, and they would probably get back together. Hopefully, because he was so much better for her. So much better, and he had his own issues, but at least he was like fixable. Hugo was like a whole fucking mess of shit going on. I don't even know what. Was I going would on. hope that Hugo would die like in between seasons. <laughs> yeah, on the way back from the chapel. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, so, so Ian, Ian brings her at one point also, uh, my notes for that were, I, I will literally just read this, I was like, um, uh, Ian, Ian's family party with old people and everyone loves him and I was not prepared for this at all. Oh my god, <laughs> his family is and it devolves so from there. Like, <laughs> and they're all like, they're like, oh, his name's Nikki in the show, by the way, which is like, oh god, but anyway, his name is Nikki, and they're like, oh, Nikki, and he's like, oh, hello, and, like, there's all these little old ladies pinching his face. And, again, it's Ian Summerhunter, so if you can visualize that, yeah, that's what we were all watching. It was and adorable. It was, like, that's, like, the one moment in the show that's adorable. It is straight-up adorable. And he's he's so charming with them. And it's not like he's just, like, uh, put upon or even, like, uh, too creepy. He's just, like, the right amount of, like, oh, this is my family, huh? Yeah, because when he's going there with Jamie, she's like, ugh, family. He's like, actually, I like my family. She she does not know, she doesn't understand something like that, basically. Which, again, again it's her mom why- is awful. Yeah, and it'd be a good reason for him to stay together, because it'd be great for her to have a healthy family relationship, maybe with his family. Although his yeah. family has some weirdos in there, because... <laughs> his family's playing- huge. All families have weirdos. Yeah, that's true. And she, she she's playing cards. Although it's kind of partly her as well. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Like, she's playing cards with these, like, little old aunts, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they're all, like, 70s and 80s. And they're like, it's nice of him to bring somebody. And it's clearly like they're making some comments about how basically his old girlfriend probably never came. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. It's kind of hard to intimate, but I think that's basically Basically, they hate say. Anya. They hate Anya, or all past girlfriends. <laughs> and you can't even tell if they're trying to say, like, he's a, he's got, like, tons of girlfriends. I couldn't even tell what, what the issue yeah, was. Yeah, like, Either all his girlfriends. They say yeah. it makes it seem like a lot, but... I hate everybody, 
or did they're just supposed to be the Anya and they're just trying to make it like general? It, you couldn't really see, tell what they were meaning, but it was mm-hmm. it was fine. So then she basically like goes to the bathroom and then just like pieces out because she's like I can't handle this. Yeah, and, she and she doesn't like, ditch him. She tells him like they have conversation. Yeah, he comes in and he's she's just like I can't really handle this, and it was. It was a little frustrating because you're like at this point you're like what you're supposed to be getting better. You're yeah, her, be that's happy, what's so frustrating about her character. You're kind of you're rooting for her to like fix her shit. Yeah, and he he as opposed to rooting for everyone else to divorce. Yeah, exactly. And this is the point where I think he kind of like admits that like he and he doesn't really admit to all the other stuff going on, but he at least admits like yeah, I understand this is probably a bit too much because we're not technically even dating at this point. Yeah, and I, I and then they that. move in together after a month. Yeah. It actually hasn't been a month yet when they finally move in together. I know, right? And so then there's another scene, too, where up until this point, Hugo had come back. At first, she tells Hugo, I'm dating someone. Hugo, like, freaks the fuck out because he's an idiot. And, like, oh, really? This this beautiful woman who's very nice can't find another relationship that quickly? This, this shocked by that? This beautiful woman who's very nice who is a chef at this high-end restaurant... I, yeah, I can't find a man. Like, shot. like, he comes in and she's like, I'm seeing someone. He's just, like, what? sobbing. And it's like, really, bro? I'm like, I'm... And Hugo, who, like, four episodes before this was like, I'm totally done with you, Jamie. Like, you're a drug and I... Fuck blah, off. Blah, blah, blah. All yeah. stuff, And now he's like, I'm not done with you, Jamie. <laughs> this relationship is completely unhealthy. It's and so they should toxic. never be anywhere near each other. So toxic. Horrible. And so, so he shows up at her door, basically, and she just can't, you know... And so and she they lets fuck. him in, and then at first she just hugs him, which I actually really liked. I was like, oh, it sucks that he's here, but at least she's just hugging, and she cries, and they cry together. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, I get it. They both are mourning the loss of a, a very, very intimate relationship. They almost got married, remember? They literally had a wedding yeah. planned that they didn't go to. So they were getting gifts about it. All, like, they were getting, like, delayed, like, wedding gifts still from this point on. And so they're, like, hugging, kind of mourning it together. And then, of course, later on, though, uh, this is where my notes were all just like, Jamie, my notes look like, like, um, like, uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's lines from Jingle All the Way. It's just, Jamie, no! <laughs> Jamie! No, Jamie! It's Get the top again. <laughs> It's again and again and again. It's like, no! Because I just, every time Hugo's on screen, I'm like, get away from him, Jamie! <laughs> And relapse, so, relapse. She, exactly. No. He was right. You are a drug, but he's also your drug. And so, so he they sleep together. They have and the then saddest I love, sex ever. It's ugh, so obviously awful. sad. I'm like, yeah. And, oh man. And it's, it looks like an awful. It looks like awful yeah. sex, basically ugh. as well. Even though their old sex was, was supposed to be so good, but that sex looked really oh, depressing. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I really like the scene where I mean, there are a few points in this, this show that I actually did enjoy, and this is one of them. Where she goes to Ian Slomahander and tells him, basically immediately, I'm so sorry, I have to cop to this, you know I'm in a vulnerable place because you were going through the same thing and you almost slept with Anya. And he is completely chill about it. I mean, he, he does... He He's does, upset, like, understandably, Understandably, but... and he says, look, just tell me if this is going to keep going or was this, like, the last... Because like, he's like, I understand, yeah. goodbye. Should fine. I That's bail fine. or not? But should I bail now or should I... I don't want to stick around and get hurt. And it was just so... Again, refreshing to see someone talk about like both sex. He and Mason and, like, should get together and just be the oh best couple yes! on a different that show. Would be great. Oh my god, where is that? And he has an easy <laughs> introduction because, like, right through Jamie. Jamie. Uh, so then, yeah, Mason isn't gonna last with whoever her guy is. So exactly. So oh, they'd be the best man and the and the, the maid of honor. <laughs> I probably not. I do probably hate him. But anyway, so they. Although I don't. I don't imagine Hugo having that many other friends. His friends are all douchebags. He wouldn't bother. But uh, so so Ian uh, just kind of like, should I get out of here? And she's like, no, 
I'm done now. That was the goodbye. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just try and move forward. Yeah, and um, that's when she, uh, she goes to therapy and she reveals that she had actually cheated on Hugo and she was projecting her jealousy that way. And she had brought Hugo with her. Again, very refreshing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, it's it's very, like, not only did they already break up and all this shit has happened and they haven't really even seen each other for months, but they had that one time, like, sleeping together, but she still gets him to come to therapy. I'm like, that's refreshing. Jamie's the most, like, proactive character on the show. It's, it's fantastic. And, and at least the guy she's with, even though Hugo's a piece of shit at times... He at least still comes to therapy, although he storms out shortly thereafter. But, yes, you know, because he learns. It was still nice for a minute. So then, so then, uh, so Hugo, Hugo comes to therapy with her, and is now exposed to that truth. And not not only is he betrayed by the fact that he finds out that that she was projecting her own fear of being monogamous, it's also that she has cheated on him, and he like basically is just like I'm fucking done. Which just, changes things, but still at the, at the same time, I still didn't trust no. Hugo ever. No. He would probably have cheated on her if it had been I, the other way around. Exactly. It, it, it was a matter of time. So, yeah. Yeah. And he's the whole thing. He's like, I don't mind being married, but I just don't want to say I won't ever do that. And I want to. I want to make sure that you understand that, like, I get, I get that I want to be with you, but it's going to be hard for us not to sleep with other people. And then when she ta- when she turns around and says that that's exactly what she did, he's like absolutely betrayed by it. So it's such a double standard. It's like, Fuck you, can't, you, Hugo. You can't want that out of a relationship I mean, and then turn around and be shocked when she's it. already taken it. I kind it. of get it to the extent that she was being kind of harsh on him, but... Yeah, and he right. didn't... At that point, he hadn't yeah, done he yet. he hadn't done anything. So it right. was like, okay, now he's saying, like, you're kind of... You were kind of being a hypocrite because you were getting all on mm-hmm. me for saying something and I hadn't even done anything and you had. So I get it from right. both the perspectives and that, but it's still, like, way overblown. Like, calm your shit down, Hugo. <laughs> yeah. So then, and that's that's kind of where that whole, that thing kind of wraps up, because Hugo storms off. For a bit. For a bit. Yeah. And then she goes back to Ian Somalhander. There's a couple scenes where, like, her, Morgan, and him, and, and her, their friend all get high. I guess that's Morgan's boyfriend? Mason. Mason. Mason, Mason Megan, yeah. sorry. That's your boyfriend, boyfriend for now. They've also apparently been going together for a while, but she can't seem to stand him. <laughs> She can't understand anybody. I, I respected that because at first I thought she's just being a total bitch to her sister. Then I'm like, oh, that's just how Mason is. She's like that with everybody. <laughs> also, her sister her is garbage. Yeah. That's also Mason very just true. doesn't play around. Like she just says whatever she wants. Tells it like it is. Because <laughs> Mason understands how like everyone is fucked up around her, so she's not going to enjoy yeah. it. And so there's the like for example, there's a scene where she has. Uh, did we get the guy's name? I don't remember his name. No. But the guy she I don't remember him. his name and I don't care. Yeah, she brings a guy with him who basically is just there essentially to bring the weed. And she's like, he's like, oh, like you're you're so mean to them sometimes. Because Mason just like calls out like how Ian Summerhander and that was a little bit much. She says Ian Summerhander and uh, Jamie are basically doomed because that's how all relationships are and everyone's going to eventually resent each other and leave. And then he's like, hey, don't be rude to people. And she's like, oh, shut up. All you do is get high all day. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was refreshing. I guess we know why he's with her. Is like at least he can take that kind of brutal honesty with like you know a plum. And uh, so she she um they they kind of like okay we're gonna move in together we're gonna play couple. But then like things clearly start to like hit a wall because like he fixes her he's... toilet and she yeah she gets pissed home. about that which obviously that's not what she's pissed about but right. But it was it was also weird because it's like why are you reacting that strongly about a toilet, dude? Dude, this is calm down. He was just trying. He has to use the toilet too if he's sleeping there. But he hadn't technically moved in, or he, he, he was just having sleepovers. And she was. It was kind of like the commitment thing, where she suddenly was feeling like, okay, my space. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and he's clearly he's falling for her, and she's. Mm-hmm. 
And that's all culminates She's still in scene. fucked up over Hugo. Yeah, and it culminates in a scene where he tells her, oh, more than once, he tells her he loves her. And, and then he her says to her, he says, love me. he says the thing, you guys. That's not even the first time that's been done, because I think Swim Fan also did that. So it's like, <laughs> they're using the tell me. And then there's another scene where... It's, it's like, because the well, scene starts off cute when they're just being, basically being like, oh, he's like, this is what I love about you. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, and he, he basically just says... He's, like, kind of being jokey when he's like, tell me you love me first. But then, because she just doesn't say it, it makes it a whole well, yeah, thing. She... Yeah, and well, the, I, I mean, too, the, the, the titularness of it. Mm-hmm. There's also a scene between Tim Decay and Allie Walker where he says, I love you, you love me, right? And then, like, all that's missing is him saying, tell me you love me. And then later on, Ian Silverhalder stole it from me. them. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm like, these people are all well, so terrible. Well, because I think it's, like, episode three or four. It's early. And literally, like... Everybody at some point in that episode says, "Tell me." Everything they say, "Tell me." And I'm like, "Oh, somebody's gonna say it. Somebody's gonna say it." And then we wait like five episodes. That's why Ian Timberhalder has had to have been a regular in season two because he's the only one who said it. Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh, he said the thing. He did the thing." (laughs) Awful. The whole point of that like conversation is like he wants her to say it because a beautiful girl like that, she's had guys say it to her a million times, Mm -hmm. and she even says later like. Yeah, the guys always, like, say it first, and I just say it back, even if I don't mean it. Mm-hmm. And so she can't, basically. She has a hard she's time She's basically being it. healthy, but also, at the same time, she's just keeping a silence. And I wish Like a Stone like, would have played again. Like, yeah, he's very like, I love you, and she's like, I think you're great. <laughs> it's like that That's whole conversation. Rough. That's yeah, a rough thing like, to hear I love anybody. everything about you. She's like, you are also very nice. <laughs> that was horrible you're delightful so yeah. so th- I mean that's kind of again episode 9 has very little of them compared to everything else because there's so much other stuff going on but episode 10 kind of wraps up with Hugo kind of uh, well he storms off at first and then at the very end of the episode before that she finds his shirt on the door right well yeah because after the whole uh tell me you love me thing she goes to therapy she's like i couldn't say obviously as we're talking like even when they're talking on the phone like he'll be like i love you and she'll just again freeze Mm -hmm. so he basically uh she says to him she she explains it to him like again like she plays it to him straight i'm not ready to say that i think we need to take a break at least just because we're going too fast she's being like for the first time in her life healthy it's all good and so then he moves out. Everything's good. And then she sees Hugo at the gas station where they broke up. Mm-hmm. Which is like, she says to the therapist. To <laughs> this is where she gets the crazy May. eyes going. She's like, isn't it like kind of like fate? And Dr. May is like basically trying not to roll her eyes. <laughs> She's like, um, I don't know. It's maybe. like, isn't this like we're, your usual gas station? And, and, she's, should, and, and earlier in the very first like breakup scene, she says to uh, Mason that, that he stole her her favorite t-shirt. At the time, you're thinking, like, you know, it's probably just her exaggerating and, like, you know, stuff gets mixed up in a breakup or... But, like, literally, we find out later on, this is clearly, like, an intentional, he stole her favorite favorite t-shirt because probably, like, it smelled like her or something, I don't even know. But, like, she goes back to her house after the... something with Ian Selmahander. He goes somewhere with Ian Selmahander for, like, a date or something, and they go back to that apartment, and the shirt is hanging on the, the front door. So he, it's kind of like a like a calling card for like a goodbye, I guess, for Hugo mm-hmm. because that's the last but thing he had of her. Never, Jamie won't allow that. Never goodbye uh. with Hugo. Yeah, like Jamie seriously is at the, when she does therapy like for the last time, and she's talking about Hugo and fate and everything. She is just plain delusional. Like all of like the whole journey, basically, is just thrown down the drain. 
And he looks so rough, too. Like, yeah. He looks like... That's what you're saying the with is, the addict stuff. Mm-hmm. He looks like a junkie. He, it's weird. Yeah, he looks the thing like is, like, yeah, they have a, a nice dinner date and, and everything. And, it, yeah, it's good. But, like, I'm guessing that's how it was in the beginning, too. And we, she's just going to be repeating the pattern over and over again. Yeah, it's sad. Should we, should we talk about the dinner where, like, Allie Walker is just, like, staring at them? <laughs> that was so weird, too. So, okay, I, at, no, at the she, end of the show, they all are in the same, or most of them are in the same restaurant. Like, all the all the plots are... Yeah, because they're, uh, they're at Jamie's restaurant, in basically. In classic, like, vignette storytelling of all those, like, Valentine's Day and all that shit. It's like, oh, suddenly everything crosses streams and everyone sees each other and it's all together. And in that scene, they're at the restaurant. Um, I don't even know what they're doing. They're just like out with with their their. Yeah, friend. Allie Walker and Tim Gay are out with their with, the with the, 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 the husbands husband. who's yeah yeah. And, and so, I guess Allie Walker is just she's staring at Michelle Borth because of therapy, right? Well, yeah, okay. no, I think it's just like I, no, because it wasn't because they he thought uh, Hugo thought she was staring at him, but she wasn't, right? right? Well, she thinks like that. Hugo thinks at first that Allie Walker's staring at him, but then they're, like, sitting down and they're looking at her, and Michelle Borth's like, I think she's staring at me. And, then like, Michelle Borth's like, I recognize them because I saw them at the baseball park when she went to go meet Ian Summerholder at the but, baseball park. But I don't think that's why no, Allie no, no, Walker's no. staring then, at her. I assume, like, she saw her in the well, waiting room or something. I thought, because later... I missed because all later, of this. <laughs> later on, when they're in therapy later, like, Allie Walker is saying how she feels old and she doesn't feel desirable... And, like, she doesn't feel like, like, she remembers when she was young and, like, people would look at her and check her out and, like, she was beautiful and all this stuff. So I'm, like, maybe it's a thing where she, like, is looking at them, like, oh, they're this young couple and that's the girl that everybody's checking mm-hmm. out now. And, like, that, and, like, yeah, that makes like, a lot more sense. That's because they yeah, also do that with... in, She looks at him, like, like, maybe, you know, 15 years ago, this is the guy that would, like, look at me. But now he's with and this the, girl. And they also do something similar like that with Adam Scott, where, where he's thinking about the kids, and he lovingly looks at a father and right. son at first. Although that, that changes later on. But, like, you know, like, it, 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 that's not out of the realm of thinking. See, here, when I was looking at that, though, I thought she was just looking well, at people like, Well, it was confusing. Like, oh, yeah, it was confusing <laughs> at first, because they're like, wait, how do they know each other? But then when she started talking... At first, it looked like she wanted... She was looking at... I thought at first she was looking at Hugo because of the whole milk thing, and she was like, "Would he find me desirable?" But no. Nope. Oh, I literally just thought she's like, he looks like scum <laughs> because he is scum. <laughs> he looks she's terrible. Like, I will say that like, he really did Are look they bad. Let a homeless guy here in this restaurant. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I didn't know because I wasn't really paying attention. Because okay, seriously, Hugo just looks like word. more and more like a junkie yeah. than every episode. He does, and I guess it's partly that he's been away from Jamie for a while, so he's you know detoxing. <laughs> but you know, stupid. Stupid. Uh, but then at the end of all that bullshit, they get married because fuck everything. <laughs> yeah, she threw everything out. Uh, like, she completely fucked herself over. They, they get married in like, a quickie marriage place. Chapel. I don't even know where they're all living. No. Did we ever find that out? This is supposed Here's to be LA, thing. right? Where is it? Here's LA? A- I thought, okay, it's LA for like a long time. I'm like, it's, it's LA. And then like, Jamie's smoking in bars, and I'm like, it's not LA. Because even in 2007, you could not smoke in bars well, in LA. It, they've had smoking um, laws, like, longer than anyone. Well, the pilot was shot entirely, I think, in either Wisconsin or Minnesota. So it was, no, it was Manitoba, it. actually. Oh, Manitoba. So, so I just think it's supposed to be there, some nondescript <laughs> city. Because it's even, like... I don't who knows. It wasn't even, Part of it was a city. But it's, like, suburbs, so gray. So and they actually do wear, like, winter coats and stuff later. And I'm like, well... Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... 
It's bizarre. No, I guess uh, after the pilot, they shot it in L.A., so they just it's made L.A. gray. Oh, man. Alright, so then, well, they get married, though, wherever they are, and it's supposed to be, I guess, like, happily ever after, but yikes. That's never gonna happen. Seriously, well. yikes is what I have yeah. to say about this. There's no way that lasted. Alright, so, uh, so then, then we get to the craziest, most ridiculous of the like three, I would say. Um, it's, I guess you would consider it... The most get a divorce yeah, of it you, all. You would consider it probably, I think, the, the inspiration for the show, too. I feel like that was definitely the storyline they put the most faith into, because it's everywhere all the time. And, um, so it's, it's Adam Scott, and I keep forgetting her name. I keep thinking- Sonia Walger. Sonia Walger. A.K.A. Um, Penny from Lost. A.K.A. Mason, the much cooler person's sister. Uh, so <laughs> she is, like we said, the power, uh, not power of attorney, powerful attorney, and, uh, he is the, uh, I guess you would consider him, like, a contractor, but he's- He's he a contractor, yeah. other stuff, and it's very confusing, because he's also selling like homes. A, he's, like, a high-end contractor, I guess, too. but he's then he also like, seems just- like he's, like- Shit at his job. Also, like a realtor, he seems well, like most, a realtor I would say as most contractors well. probably get their licenses at some point, especially if they are going to be like building homes and stuff. But you know, it was also very vague. And like, there's a scene later on. Ha- I'm having someone I've worked in real estate. It makes no sense to me that they're yelling at each other about work orders like that because I'm like, this has nothing to do with. <laughs> this is all gibberish. Like they're not. Like it just was written by someone who clearly does not understand it the was, concept. It's of like. And, I, and we're, we're all writers here. We've all written fiction. And, and it's like when you're writing and you you don't know maybe the science behind something or the technical Research stuff. It. So you just put in, well, well in, temporarily, before you go back and fix it, you put in like, uh, they argue about work orders. Yeah, work orders. <laughs> Fuck your work orders. And then you and go is, back and fix to what it really should be. This show didn't bother be. to do that. Yeah, and they did not actually bother to do that. So his it's job been more is time. Very, it spent more time building up the plot around a kid masturbating to a swim fan than they did. They spent more time. So. They spent more time on. They spent so more time upset. on Sonia Walger peeing. <laughs> yeah. Than they did uh, so, on his job. Peeing and not wiping. Why is no one as upset uh, as I am? Um, so so they so they uh, they are introduced as mostly a functional couple because they're already going to the um, the therapy together. They seem to be. Obviously, they're not telling the therapist everything because the minute they walk out, they're like, "Why didn't you tell her about this?" And like, "Why didn't you tell her about this?" And like, "Well, that's just stupid. Just go back inside and tell her here's the stuff we forgot." But anyway, they're they're mostly just like you know. It seems like if anything, they're just pretty like tightly wound or high strung because they're both in very, very type A stressful people. jobs. Very yeah, and they're a. very you know particular, and they live in like a real fancy. Um, a high-end looking house and stuff. So it seems to me at first, especially the way that uh, Sonia Walker presents it, is that she is pretty much looking for the next status symbol, which is the baby. Which, again, we mentioned parenthood. It comes across very similar. Although she wants to be a mother, clearly, in some ways, she also is, is coming across very much like she's like, I need to get my life in order, and this is the next step. Right, like, and I've got the does... career, I've got the husband, I've got the well, house, now I need the baby. Right. Well, yeah, and the thing is, Mason says it, like, in the last episode, like, you don't even like children, and I didn't even realize you were trying to have kids until, like, a I week really ago. And I really appreciated that, because it was, like, a bucket of cold water. Because Mason's Because it's great. also, like, what you kind of been <laughs> like, thinking. She doesn't seem like she likes anyone exactly. or anything, so the fact that she wants children so much surpri- and we've is surprising, always, everyone, really. I mean, at least personally, when I was watching it, I'm thinking, like, she doesn't even seem to take a liking to the kids, because, like, when she sees the kids at her house and, like, the kids at other people's houses, she tries, but she's also just not... She doesn't come across as a super maternal person, and it's not to say that you have to be overly nurturing to be a mother, but it just... But she seems like she hopes that it will just come to her. It really doesn't come across as also, like, a status symbol, where it actually feels at first, if anything, Adam Scott might be a better, like, a parent of the two of them, because he seems a little bit more, um, 
like I mean I wouldn't say calm or or go with I the mean, flow. He's not really. He still also is very type A, but compared to her, who is just like you know upstairs, we're gonna go get pregnant, all that kind of stuff. He seems a lot more like nurturing, and there's certain scenes where he's just very kind to people and like relaxed. Whereas she's even in like a uh, a relaxed setting where like say at his friend's house playing game night, she's still super stressed out looking and like uptight, and he's at least chilled out a little more. At least and, they're his friends, but and she's making ev- sure everyone knows they're trying to have kids, so they all feel weird about that and whole they don't, thing. They don't. I mean, he eventually tells them, but at the end of the day, I don't. She is very. It's weird because at first you think like calm down Adam Scott she's just like trying to get pregnant but then it gets more and more like alright calm down you are a control freak lady because she just doesn't want anybody to know about it she's one track minded at the worst very manipulative too because every time something bad happens it becomes all about like how he's trying to like sabotage her happiness and stuff and Mm -hmm. she's like I just want to be in this with you but like then then there's more stuff that happens later on where you find out it's not just on her end but you know it certainly feels that way for a very long time yeah, that's the hard right exactly. turn I keep referring so, to. Uh, but yeah, they even, uh, she has it tested, uh, first she tests herself without telling him to make sure she well, can actually have she, kids. She, she, she's she's good. She's taking the pregnancy tests constantly and they're just constantly trying to get pregnant because mm-hmm. they're doing the ovulation. Yeah. Then she goes to a clinic to get fertility tested. That's what we're, so she's also already done both. And she's good. And she's fine. So she needs to get him tested. And how does she uh, sneak that one, With guys? The fright- most frightening hand job I've ever had to witness. Oh, no, no. <sighs> that prosthetic penis. That is the most insane scene. In front of the TiVo. This is in the front laugh of the TiVo. scene that I found. I was laughing out It's too upsetting to laugh. It's creepy enough. It's, it's too upsetting. Enough to have to watch him with that creepy fake penis. But, like, it's even weirder to listen to her try and do, like, the dirty talk in the car. Because she's, like, putting her blinker on. She's like, oh, yeah, your cock's in my mouth. <laughs> it's like, all of a sudden, and she turns right on, like, Boulevard. And then, yeah, that's well, no, that's, he's at the, that's, like, that's after she... she yeah, because she did not tell him that she was getting fertility testing, so she was not going to, like, ask him, oh, I need your oh, sperm no, to do this. Oh, no, that's what he goes That's to the, hand, the hand job is what she used to get his sperm. Oh, I didn't know she did that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was only here's testing the, herself. Here's the thing. I That's what no. I thought. I'm not sure that she did actually take the sperm, because this is the... But she was planning on it. Or she was planning it. on oh, doing it, though. That's what like... She has the test yeah. herself, and they are like, oh, you're fine. You know, now we'll just have to see, you know, bring your husband in and maybe have him tested. So Holy she goes shit. to give him the hand job, ta- and then, like, she's all staring at his sperm on her hand. Like, hmm, there's a thought. Like, maybe I could do that if I can't get him to go get tested. She's willing yeah, to Yeah, she's it. willing to Whoa, do it. I had totally missed that part. The, uh, eventually, once he, he finds right. out about her getting tested, he well, goes like, to the clinic. But yeah, her plan was to, yeah. just Holy to steal shit. it. I missed that completely, but I'm not, I'm not at all shocked. I'm, I'm more just like, well, of course she would do that, but just like, Jesus lady. Because, listen, nobody stares at sperm on their hand unless they have an ulterior motive. <sighs> That's what I always say. <laughs> My grandmother used to tell me, kids. No, and then when she, when he does go, that's why I was talking about the, the sex stuff. Is when she's he, eventually he goes to the clinic and he has to, to jerk himself off alone in a room. So she he calls her to, to sex talk or sex, phone sex over the phone, and uh, it's the creepiest scene where she's just she's like, in the car on the Bluetooth. Well, yeah, this is it's, yeah, this is where my brother who had been like I made him watch like the like the first three brother. episodes with me, and then he stopped, and then, like, the next day when I was watching again, he just, like, sat down randomly, because I couldn't force him to, and then that scene was happening, he's like, why am I here? And he just walked <laughs> I out. I like, comfortable thing to watch with a sibling. 
it wasn't even that it was uncomfortable. He was just angry oh, at everything, God, much like myself. Jesus. It was uncomfortable when my mother came into my room and I was watching this, <laughs> so and I'm like, it's like I'm like, I, I'm trying my, I'm trying my best to be like, hey, mom, you don't want to watch this crap. I have to delete my browser but, history. Like, <laughs> I forgot to mention that scene too, where she deletes. Okay, the the, the not to go back too much. The old Marys at one point have an argument about like all the milf stuff and the and the porn and the browser history, and then she's trying to delete browser history, and then in this ridiculous scene, she deletes the browser history by just looking at the search bar and then deleting that. That's not how yeah. you delete your entire browsing history. I'm like, who are these idiots? You go to settings, you go to erase everything. You don't just delete whatever's in the oh. immediate search bar. So, um. Fun fact, the first TV show that AV Club ever reviewed was Tell Me You Love Me. Really? Wow, what a start. And I'm... (laughs) Yeah, I'm reading, like, the... Luckily, um, like, uh, the reviews don't love the show, and neither do the comments. But I'm seeing... By episode six, the show had been renewed for a second season. It was renewed. But here's the story behind it not coming. It's basically that creator Cynthia Mort decided not to continue the series. She felt that she was not able to create enough stories for a second season. I also saw this. I saw that quote, her saying that. Like, she didn't have enough storyline for a second season. And my first thought was, that did not stop you the first season. Exactly. (laughs) You made ten episodes out of nothing. Nothing. uh, Yeah. God. Oh, I love it. So what did they, did they give, did they rate the episode? Uh, this, let's see. Episodes, I guess? Yeah, I guess, but remember, shows are rated against themselves. Mm. So, like, there are, I'm seeing, like, solid Bs for a bunch of these episodes. So, I mean, I would give them all Fs, but you know me. <laughs> I, do know, I do know you. I mean, but... I don't want to give them Fs because, again, like we were saying, the Jamie stuff is, like, it almost works. It yeah, would work on a are, much better show. I would show. say it was probably, like, a C- minus to a D plus for me. Like, there's yeah. enough in some episodes that I could at least bear it. I want to give it, like an F just because it's the worst but like obviously I mean the episode with like a stone that's episode four I'll give it an A <laughs> <laughs> yes. just for like a stone just for like a stone forever have though. you ever oh. do you think you've ever been monogamous like a stone start playing Latoya if they play like a stone in an episode of Scream we'll be set you and I oh yeah. yes all right, well, oh, good I'm Lord. so ready to give an episode of Scream an A just for shits and giggles. <laughs> oh, just to see how the comments so, react is what I want. the fuck with people? So, uh, I think that I'm going to write a sonnet when I give it an A. I'm not going to write a re- review, and Eric Adams will probably yell at me, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so they, so they basically are both now getting tested to see if it's a fertility issue instead of just like a conception issue. And they find out that uh, they're both fine. Although I, I do want to go back to the scene real quick where he is jerking off in a cup, which is again you get more of his gross penis, <laughs> his fake penis, and she is like dirty talking to him. And there's like a, there's a scene where she drives past like Jesus saves like a poster, and she's just like dirty talking to him. I just love how absolutely like apathetic she is because she's like in a car driving to work or something, and then like talking super dirty, to, not super dirty, but like talking dirty like they're like having. It's just a weird moment. And he's just like, oh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, I, I hate to interrupt again, <laughs> yeah. but you? literally the review for episode seven from AV Club is just the reviewer uh, who just, he writes quotes from the commenters pretty much, and he reacts to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Like one of them, like one of the first quotes is, "Here's the dealie. This show makes being in a relationship, hell, being alive, seem like a dour, mirthless slog broken up by occasional bouts of desperate humping." Not wrong. That can that can, <laughs> can make for a plenty interesting movie, but it's tough to see why you tune into it, do it on a weekly yeah. show for this crud. Slog yeah. is the word of the day. Then this one, I'm sorry, there are more comments. He replied to numerous comments in the review. I'm tired of Carolyn. She's been an insufferable cunt. There's our, our cunt meter for the episode. Bing. From the word go, and Palak might as well just bang Jamie if that's where this is going. Which, by the way, the, we have the scene where Jamie and Palak meet, and every time I rewatch this, I'm like, oh, like Palak's right. going to cheat on his wife with Jamie. With Jamie, absolutely, every single the time. The fact that that doesn't have it makes no oh, sense to me. We're not into that, the whole Palak stuff later, but I, I am yeah, almost 90% that, sure he banged suit that, uh, that suit, suit lady, right? But yeah, like... I I know he wanted to because that's oh, when like things start. That's when things start to take the hard right turn. But like, I I as cliche as that would probably be, like I feel like that's the most natural course of action. Yeah. So like to end that relationship is he's fucks Jamie, and the fact that it doesn't happen and Jamie just goes on with Hugo makes no sense to me. Why? That's where that, then they started showing the other people crossing over. So I'm like, oh, this mm-hmm. is just everybody crossing. But at that point, I was like, okay, clearly the only reason they introduced this is that they're going to start. But then other people did the same thing. So I was like, all right, whatever. It, it's like you would think palatable. Like, oh, it's like a younger model who doesn't want to have a, a, a kid. And that's that's not what's happening. It's just that they meet, and it makes no sense. Yeah. So they hit a wall because even after all the stuff they did with the fertility stuff, they figure out they must just not be able to get pregnant, so they decide to get inseminated, which he doesn't really seem to be as into. But then once it's happening, he seems totally fine with it. So he's a hard character to, to read because... Every time he seems like he's against something, he's suddenly into it then later. Or he's into something, and then suddenly he's against it later. It's like, ugh. Uh, and this is where Carolyn goes, like, full crazy because she thinks that she's pregnant. Oh, instantly, practically. She wakes and up the next she, morning, and she's like, oh. My get, boobs, they're different. We didn't get to, oh, we jumped over the part where last episode, in, in the middle of the episode, one of the, the, the latter plots is... She reveals to him after like scrolling on a, on a laptop on the the balcony of their house, just like relaxing out. He comes out to see what's up, and then she's like, "By the way, I had an abortion," and it's the weirdest introduction. Wait, that yeah, yeah, I've and she doesn't seen. even like. Which, at first, she doesn't even specify when she got the abortion. So he's like, he's got this look on his face, like when, like yesterday. Yesterday, <laughs> I know it's crazy. <laughs> what's right? happening? And she's it's like, so yeah, weird. it was in college, and we we learned later that it was with Toby, uh, Jack's ex-boyfriend from Dawson's Creek. Yes. And that's his only scene. And we do actually meet him later on, which is like, oh my god. But so she she admits it was in college with someone she didn't plan on having it with, and then she kind of feels like there's some kind of karmic imbalance here because of, you know, doing it then. Which is like, alright, come on, that's just, this is dark. And he gets pissed at her about having an abortion. I'm like, calm the fuck down. Like, why is he freaking out? He, gets, like, he basically yells at her about it. Like, how could you possibly yell at someone? I mean, regardless of whether or not she's telling you this because she's upset, just give it a second. You're in therapy. You should know better than to freak out at someone who just holds yeah, a Yeah, his whole thing is that, like, it keeps flip-flopping between whose fault it is that she can't have a kid. And, it's and just now, like, she, and she says that, that was, that's not why she can't have a kid, so he's like, oh, you're blaming me again? It's I'm Pollock. <laughs> he's like, someone else got you well, pregnant. No. Like, he's Pollock, unless she says it, it's Pollock, because her British, uh, her American accent, she's a British person, yeah. is still terrible, and I don't know why shows keep making her What American. kind of a name is Pollock, too? I Do looked you know it up, what? because I'm like, what kind of weird-ass name is this? I'm sorry, too, sorry people you. from the Czech Republic. Is he always oh, Czech? Yeah. Okay. I don't believe that at yeah, all. So I, I was like, I literally Googled what kind of a name is Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> 
really the what kind of a name is Pollock. But we also breeze over. There's a couple other things that happened earlier, which will it kind of ma- it matches up to talk about him now. Is that there's a couple scenes where he they meet up again with. A, I'm sorry, a really terrible looking Jeremy London. I still I feel so bad. And they actually draw attention. Stay to off it. drugs, children. Yeah, and they also they actually draw attention to it, which I felt really upsetting. Where he's like, I lost six pounds for the reunion. I'm like, don't make him talk about it. It's like <laughs> it's like you don't talk about the elephant in the room. It's well, like, because the whole thing is supposed rude. to be like. You know, they're the married couple that has the kids, and Adam Scott and Penny don't. And so they're like, you know, later on he says, like, you know, if, I, if we have a kid, I lose my wife and my life and everything. And and it's like, well, because he's been watching Jeremy London, like, fall apart <laughs> for years now. Yeah, and, <laughs> and looking, look like, like, real haggard, so. So he's looking at this friend, yeah. like, oh, that's gonna be me. His wife looks great, though, for having had two people on her way to her third well, kid. We find out as she's we also third pregnant. He just drinks so many beers that no wonder he's so fat. So he, so they, they're pregnant for the third time, and they tell it, and oh yeah. my god, this, she is Oh my god, Carolyn <laughs> goes insane. So she goes into another it's room. like, we've been trying for a year. And, and well, freaks out, well, for, oh, we're forgetting earlier, another time when they were out at another dinner party. Again, they're terrible guests at yeah. dinner party, these two. With his mom, by the way. At his mom's house, I think. They go into a side room, and she's like, I can't take your mom. He's like, sorry. And after all the prescribed sex, at that point, um... They kind of like find them, find each other for a moment because they're both like feeling like each other instead of just like two people yeah. trying to get pregnant. Yeah, it's and they, some fuck, real they sex. fuck on her bed, which I'm like, that is so inappropriate. Whenever you're not thinking about like children or his terrible mom, they're great. Exactly, like they're just being a real married couple. And there's and actually that's, a moment that's something on, he breaks up. Yeah. A, it, well, even up. when they first decide to stop having the kids, that, that little bit they actually go back to being functional, and I was like, whoa. Right hand turn again because it's like they suddenly are like a super functional couple and then it immediately goes off the rails again, of course. But so anyway, so so not only is that going on, now everybody else is pregnant and she's just like losing her mind. And then we find out she had the abortion, so she's blaming it on that. And they're like, oh, yeah. all this stuff is, like, awful. At one point, well, she goes she... so crazy, she tears a, a paper towel dispenser off a wall. She tears that That's thing amazing. off the damn In a public restroom. She's a wall. Like, she's she's like looking at a CVS. Candle. Like, she takes a pregnancy test. She's still not pregnant after the morning she wakes up, thinks she's pregnant. And she's like, my boobs and... are different. My boobs are different. And she, like... <laughs> well, I want to talk about when she thinks she's pregnant, yeah. because... Like I said, we need to talk about her boobs, because I'm like, we gotta no, find time for that, she thinks she is yeah, pregnant... I can minutes on her boobs, like... Like her the sandwich lady? The yeah. sandwich lady she scene. Sandwich oh, no, no, we are not there yet. Let's give it a minute. <laughs> that needs its own moment. <laughs> okay. I need to talk so much about the sandwich lady. Because <laughs> that, sa- that sandwich lady was a bitch, too. <laughs> Gossip. Sorry. So, she tears the dispenser off the wall because she finds out she's not actually pregnant, even though she thought she was. Um, before we get into it more, I wanted to talk about, there's another scene where they get high and have sex, and then we get, like, full-on boobage, and... I'm, she looking great. Her, I don't know if they're real or not. They look amazing. And she, I think I'm they're real, the, all the boobs. But, and are, they are amazing. And Yeah, and there's a scene where she's like, they feel great. And he's like, <laughs> I do like, that was the one like comedy yeah, beat there was. Which I'm like, this is Adam Scott we want. Because yeah. he comes into the room and she's basically well, she's feeling like, She's her like, do they look up. different? He's like, they look amazing. She's feeling like, herself. Yeah. Well, no, he walks in and, and then she stops and turns them. He's like, oh, don't don't stop on my account. Because <laughs> she's basically like, fondling I herself. mean... And he's just like, oh. I'm really impressed and then, by her. Of boots. course, she's not actually pregnant, so she freaks out. And then um, later on, uh, but no, when she when she still thinks she's pregnant, because oh, that's, that's when the sandwich she tells lady. The sandwich lady, you're right. That's yeah, the first so part of it. sandwich lady shows by her <laughs> office, and she's like, 
Yeah, she's like, oh, n- no food for you, because I guess Sonya Wilder usually doesn't eat. But it's like, no, <laughs> this time I will, because I'm so hungry, because I'm so pregnant. And, like, so Sam Lee's talking about her kids, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, Sonya Wilder just, basically just shouts at her, I'm pregnant! I think I'm pregnant, like, oh and my god, so, I'm She doesn't pregnant. even say, I think I'm and pregnant. She, she, she says, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Oh, and okay. essentially, she's like, oh, yeah. you? Oh, you. <laughs> like, I couldn't... I mean, that's our reaction. We can't like, blame this, her for that. And, like, this bitch is pregnant? But, but then... Oh, no. Okay, so a couple things Because no happen. one thinks she should be pregnant. And then she also she... goes to her boss and says, like, look, I heard the, the sandwich lady. Like, we're not even just yeah, saying later, the sandwich lady, like, she... we're being facetious. She literally says in the episode, I know the sandwich lady has spread this rumor. Yeah, this is after she finds office. out she's not pregnant. Yes. And she's like, and I actually don't know if I'm pregnant, so I want to know if I'm going to be made partner. And then, um, the, the, of course, nah. the boss is like, uh, no, it's too soon, you're not well, no. ready. The boss thing is after she's finding out she's not pregnant, because oh, that's right. when she also, but the, that's she tells the, the sandwich lady, oh, I'm not pregnant, so maybe you should whisper about that. You're right. So then she tears Bitch. the dispenser off the wall, she realizes she's not actually pregnant, even though she thought she was, and her body I, was lying to her, basically. Well, isn't the sam- uh, not sandwich, sandwich dispenser, uh, the <laughs> napkin dispenser actually before that? Because I know when she, the reason she thinks she's pregnant is because she finally wipes when she's peeing. Yeah, she checks and her she's not on her period. phone and she hasn't started her period. Yeah, no, I that's think, much later when like, she's oh, actually pregnant. my boobs are different. Though. This is how they felt when I got pregnant in college. Well, no, oh, she yeah, checks the calendar. That's, that's, no, that's, that, that scene with oh, all yeah, the stuff okay, where yeah. she's realizing she's actually pregnant is much later. The first bit is what you're thinking of where she just oh, yeah, wakes yeah. up in the morning okay, and she's like, I'm right. pregnant! <laughs> it's like, no, you're not, lady. So she it's actually when she actually pregnant, physically yeah. has the symptoms that she realizes she that's is That's when she pregnant. finally wipes, and that's when she's also <laughs> an idiot who quits her goddamn job because she's pregnant. Do you think yeah, season so, two of the show would have been about her character suffering from a massive UTI because she never Maybe we discover why she was never pregnant all along. I don't know. Is that is that a like the doctor should ask? Like, do you ever wipe after peeing? <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, so so she so she like tears the dispenser off the wall. That's now like a, a plot moment where we need to get back to. But can she, you make a gif of that for us? I I will try to, guys. It's beautiful. So she so she she tears the dispenser right off a fucking wall like a beast too. It's not like it's Who a little does that? It's huge. That's insane. It's great. And you'd think she's a mom with that kind of mama bear strength. And then so she so she's like furious. She goes into work the next day. And then that's when the sandwich lady comes back around. First, she talks to her boss. She says, am I not going to get... Now she's, like, clearly being reckless. Yeah, because uh, Carolyn fucks something up. Yeah, she she fucks something up. and Well, not first, before all that, she just... Oh, yeah, when she does get yeah. pregnant, she yeah, fucks something up. When she, when she actually thinks that she's not pregnant anymore, or she actually isn't pregnant anymore, she says, like, look, lady... I need to be partner, because if I'm not going to have a kid, I need something in my life, She basically. was on the partner track until Sandwich Lady opened her big mouth. Well, she was on the partner track until she stopped caring about her job, because she was so obsessed with getting pregnant, is what the, the boss intimates to her. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. true, which I feel actually is very illegal, but maybe it really did affect her work, so who knows. But uh, either way, she just says, like, you're not ready to be partner yet, but you're soon. And she's like, I want to know. She's like, bullshit, I want to know now, because I don't want to come back two months from now, and then you tell me even two though, more months. Like, she even tells Pally, like, I, she plans to not work once she has the baby. Well, like, this is what, you can't be on partner track if you're about to, like, well, give up working. At this point, she finds out she's not pregnant, so that's why I think the, the job suddenly becomes yeah, a child. Yeah, I, think, I agree. Again, I think it's like, well, I'm not pregnant. I'm, I'm about to give up on being pregnant. God. She's so terrible. Yeah, I gotta do something. Rip off Yeah, so uh so there's there's the scene where she goes and tells her boss that and then walks out of the room by saying, What a fucking bitch. And then I, I mentioned before it's it's uh, uh Rosalind Chow and she is 
among other things, been like uh, "Don't Trust the Bee" and stuff. She was uh, Reverend Kim, I think it was, or something. Yeah. But uh, so she, she's the, she's just like I heard yeah. that. And I'm like Jesus, how does that? It's like enough fire on the spot. She must be good at her job when she does it right. But I don't know. It seems like she's the, the manipulative type that she's probably great at when she wants to be. So anyway, so she, so she says that, and then, then she sees the sandwich lady again because at first she told her when she thought she was pregnant that she's pregnant. Then she finds out that the sandwich lady's been basically walking down the hallway telling everybody she's pregnant, which is like, fuck you, sandwich lady. Get your shit together. You don't just talk that. That's something. At least even when she tells, when she first thinks she's pregnant. This is why she never gets sandwiches from this bitch. Yeah, and even later- This is why her career is sandwich lady and she's like 45. Yeah, and even later when she tells her, uh, the, the mutual friends or friends um, at the party that she is pregnant- the one lady rightfully brings the other woman over and says, you tell her. Like, she doesn't tell her for her. It was nice. Like, because that's something you really should have the opportunity to say, not right now. And then she would say, oh, never mind, sorry. Like, you don't just automatically just walk around telling people that kind of business. Because even, like, I mean, I will say Palak is right. It was way too soon for her, even, even both times for her to say I'm pregnant. Because usually you wait until three months or something like that. Yeah. Because it's just... Again, yeah, you don't tell anyone immediately. Even I know that, and I never want to get pregnant. <laughs> and and exactly. And the first time she thinks she's pregnant, like days later. It's not even like the other time when she's like been found out for a month. Like this is like I, moments okay, after the insemination. This is, the, she's, this is the part of the episode where I get like super terrible and everyone gets offended. But like, she kind of deserved to lose the kid for mm. like telling like telling everyone immediately. I'm pregnant with her crazy it eyes. Like, it does seem like such a jinx. Mm-hmm. That you That's why people that. wait like, three months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so anyway, so she, so she basically finds the sandwich later, the sandwich lady comes back in for another sandwich, and she's like, how are you feeling? Are you nauseous? Because she thinks she's still pregnant, and then it's like, it's the most beautiful scene where she just basically says, like, get wrecked, and like, trashes the sandwich lady, and she's like, actually, I'm not pregnant, so if you like to walk down the hallways and tell everybody, go ahead. And I was like, Jesus Christ! (laughs) Get wrecked! Uh, so she, so she, uh, she goes through and like, kind of I guess mourns the loss of being pregnant and they decide to there's a very quick turnaround though where she's just suddenly that doesn't really care that much about kids well it's- the thing is when uh yeah the whole I think I'm pregnant no I'm not then it's like let's just stop trying right yeah, yeah. that's when they said good we're great and so I was of course that, they actually kind of did get, it kind of was better it got a little bit nicer for a minute well, and they were they like decide, something functional they decide they're gonna sell their house and they get high mm-hmm. Now that she's well, no, they don't decide they're going to sell their house. Literally, he just decides to sell their house. That's true. He decides they're going to sell the house. And we get an entire episode of them just looking for real estate, which is really exciting. That's, that's the, what we want in the, the kind TV of, show. That is the high-quality content I go to HBO for. The real house estate. Hunters, house yeah. Hunters International was filmed yeah. in Manitoba. It's the HGTV um, so, sponsored episode of Tell Yeah, and so so they, they they sell the house literally within a week. It's crazy the turnaround time. Yeah, the guy time wants the them out in 20 days. And so I will say, like, right away. again, not to go back to the real estate thing, but like working in real estate, that is very quick for a sale, and I doubt that would have happened, but whatever. I'll suspend my disbelief that there's it's, some kind of a short sale. Well, it's basically he knows like an investor. the super rich guy who's just like. I'll buy your house. But even, like, an all cash Rich Sean, you mean? Yeah. They, they rich guy calling Sean. Him rich Sean. Rich guy Sean, they call him, yeah. But even for, like, a really rich guy who's paying all cash or something, it's pretty quick a turnaround, so I found that very weird in general. But it, it makes sense that he would at least have an offer in that quickly, maybe, because it's a very nice house. Um, so they leave, and she's... I mean, it's a nice house, but, like, they live where is it's, like, the beginning of a horror film. Yeah, it looks like, the, if you've ever seen the, 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 the latest trailers for The Gift... Right. right, isn't the gift? Which is it's yeah. like the exact same house, basically. or like like the when a stranger calls the remake, not the old one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like 
this beautiful house and in so, the middle of nowhere where you will get murdered. Pretty much. And so, uh, or what was it, Glass House? Lily Sobey? I was about to say Glass House, but <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to keep Glass House to myself, so thank you, more. But actually, it's it's kind of interesting, because I almost feel like maybe, in retrospect, that's like them kind of making, a, uh, I don't want to give this show too much credit. Don't. You're, you're giving the show way too much credit. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you don't throw stones at a glass house, but I don't think that was, I think the Glass House of the movie was a lot more on purpose with that kind of a metaphor. But uh, there is another terrible metaphor. That movie is of. a piece of shit. Yeah. Speaking of, there's a terrible metaphor too, which I, I have another screen cap for. I'll include, which is when they're when they first find out that she is pregnant. Because spoiler alert, she finds out she's PMSing, and she, at first I'm like, as soon as she well, there's like it's one episode before or like the very beginning of the episode, she's like, ugh, I'm PMSing, and I'm like, oh, pregnant. <laughs> I knew it instantly. I mean, oh yeah, it's so obvious. Well, the whole thing was so predictable because it was like as soon as you stop trying to have there, a baby and give up, I thought, they're like, we're gonna have fun and we're gonna actually like have sex and have a good. I'm assuming they got like, pregnant. You're totally getting pregnant. I'm assuming they conceived during the like the <laughs> getting high sex, right? Oh, absolutely. I think that was the most obvious. Yeah, and then, like you said, as soon as she's like, uh, I'm PMSing. Classic so indie movie, so get that. high, like, have sex, get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, what? I'm like, uh, you're pregnant. So, yeah. so they, so they, um, well, any movie, any miniseries, but so they, they go ahead and, um, like, try and work through the fact that now he realized, I don't want kids. Like, now having the kid, he was, like, now confronted with the fact that he does not want kids at all. Well- yeah, because we have that scene, like, where he's, like, having a traumatic event watching that father and son in the store. He's at, like, Radio Shack, which dates the film instantly, but he's at some kind well, of a, a tech store, and there's, like, a child looking at, like, some kind of a... This shitty child. Well, well, at first it it's very sweet. cute. Yeah, it's yeah, really seems cute. sweet. And he's like, oh, like, it's cute. Then it's like, no, he's having a traumatic event. And then, this, yeah. then the husband looks super frazzled, he's trying to get his phone, and he's, like, juggling coffee. I'm like... Yeah, down. he's on the phone with his wife, and that sounds down, miserable. I'm like, I don't know what this guy has such a hard time. He's just a shitty person. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't reflect upon how you'd be as a dad, Adam Scott. But so anyway, so he well, he's just we've like, ignored the backstory of Adam Scott having a deadbeat father. Exactly, right. we've kind of gotten that hinted at before, but now it like goes full force into like. Well, oh we yeah, this is where we get to the hard right turn. Uh, his dad well, that's also him. was hinted at that he does not want kids because when he first meets Tim Bakay who comes to, like, the construction site, and Tim Decay is, like, a steel salesman, and they're, like, talking, they're just kind of like, oh, hey, you know, and Tim Decay is like, you know, you got any kids to him? And, you know, and Adam Scott's like, no, not yet, thank God, not ready for that. So, it's, it's like the audience knows he's not into this, mm-hmm. but now she's gonna find out real quick. Because she's, like, got a one-track mind, so she would never think that he couldn't be into this. Right, and mm-hmm. because, you know, two mature adults can't ever have a conversation before they get yeah. married about whether they want kids or not. And they well, just like, can't want a marriage without kids, of course. That's also wonky, right? right. Well, of course. Not when a, <laughs> a show Barney like this where everything is heteronormative and boring. <laughs> oh, we're getting into it. Minus the awesome Mason shit where they go to strip clubs for no reason, which is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, there seems to always be a reason with whatever Mason does, yes. so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so they, they <laughs> get high, they conceive. Yeah. And then there's this terrible scene where after he starts like freaking out about everything... They're sitting there, and she's like, "I want you here with me on my team for this." And that's like he's sitting your, in the living room, like your team, like morose. Like when she tells him first, when she tells him that she's pregnant, he's like, "Oh, okay, all right." It's like we, but we stopped trying, and that's why I feel like I, I, I didn't bring it up before, but I feel like Adam Scott was kind of miscast in this because I really enjoy him, and I like him in some serious stuff he's done, but like I felt like they needed someone a lot more. Like he's too, like skittish almost. To, to, to buy as someone who is threatening. Like, there are certain scenes where he's supposed to be 
uh, I actually would have bought more like a Hugo in that role, to be honest. Like someone like that playing yeah. that role would have made so much more sense because at least when he's being like detached and like lonely and despondent, it doesn't come across as just like a little kid having a tantrum. Because Adam Scott, I I buy that he gets pissed off, but I don't buy it. I buy, I buy him during Parks. the good moments of the relationship, right. not the well, bad. And I buy it in Parks and Rec when he, his version of depression is, like, making stop-motion animation. That's, yeah. like, I buy real-life Adam Scott doing something stupid because like I that. I don't Adam buy this Scott, dude doing Adam that. Scott's so naturally affable. Like, mm-hmm. that even when he's, like, even when he played the sleazy teacher in Veronica Mars, but his whole persona was that he was this really great teacher that everyone loved. Exactly. So that's still, like, part of the Adam Scott persona. Is it? Would you would you feel it's right to say that Adam Scott is a less edgy Paul Rudd? Yeah, yeah, I would I, say that. Or a more niche Paul Rudd. Which yeah. even like Paul Rudd's not edgy, but like he has like moments that he can play it. He could have played this role much better than Adam Scott could have. That's true, and I also think he's probably like a it's almost like a quirkier or like more niche version of Paul Rudd, where Paul Rudd is a little mm. more um, mainstream. Adam almost, Scott like, is like him. Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same way. It's like it's like how Chris Pratt is slowly becoming like the young Harrison Ford. Is everyone trying to say mm-hmm. it's kind of like what that is? To, that's, that's his version of that. Like it's close enough, but a poor Matt weird. Davis. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So oh, stop it. <laughs> You're mean. More of these like five moments, real quick. You're a mean person, and I feel victimized by you. Okay, so let's move on. I don't want to dwell on that thought. Um, okay, so so they're, they're basically like, okay, we're going to deal with this. And they're in the scene where he's, like, super despondent. Again, doesn't really register it. Because Adam Scott being despondent just looks like Adam Scott falling asleep. Like, he doesn't <laughs> seem like he's actually upset. Or and- we could have just recast him with Tig Notaro, and she would have been better. <laughs> she would have done amazing. Way better than his. By the way, she'd be amazing. She was great mm-hmm. in Transparent. She totally have pulled that <laughs> off. So, so, anyway, so she... Uh, so she's, like, trying to get him on her Why side. Why couldn't we have had a lesbian couple? No, I'm sorry, now I'm, like, actually kind of upset. Yeah, I wouldn't we totally have had a lesbian couple? That. It would have made very, so much more sense. This show is very white and very heteronormative. All yeah, Mason having her black boyfriend, it just, like, seems... It seems more like Mason rebelling than anything actually, normal the more I for think this about it, show. The, the, yeah. plot between, the plot between Adam Scott and... Uh, Sonia Walger is very similar to the plot of several of the lesbian couples on that show, I think, right? From what I remember. I haven't seen it in a little bit, but I think there was, like, a whole thing about trying to get pregnant and having to get a kid, and it was a whole I think thing. it's more interesting if it is a lesbian couple, yeah, honestly. it's, like, compelling. It's not something you've seen every fucking five minutes. Like, there are whole movies about just being, like, getting conceived and stuff. It's, it's, it gets very repetitive after a little bit. That's why the beats were so obvious. Even when it did do a twist, it was a twist about something completely unrelated. I mean, it wasn't that because then with a lesbian couple, you have the argument of, like, one of, them, one of them is trying to be the one who conceives, and then you have the other one not doing that, and it's like, you have that anger, too, mm-hmm. that's like, I'm the one trying, and you're just there. And then you could try and switch it, and then maybe it would mm-hmm. work. Uh, it, there's so many other options, but in here, it's just very repetitive. So in this scene, though, this is where I have a screen cap for, it's it's so stupid, because they're together on the couch, and he's, like, the, looking like he's about to cry, because he's now going to be a father, and how horrible. And he, he's, like, staring off into space, and she's, like, trying to kiss him. Oh. And they're, like, a little bit apart. And behind them, like, CNN is playing on the TV, and there's, like, war going on, and there's tanks, like, driving over the ground. I I'm like, sure he TiVo'd that. <laughs> it, been, it really would have been TiVo, because you have TiVo. Sponsored by TiVo. And it couldn't have been more... It couldn't have been more heavy-handed. Like, there were literally, like, war tanks full of, like, heavy artillery, which is, like, all him being, like, all, 
It was just so if only stupid. Like a Stone had played. I wanted Life Like a Stone to play in every episode. There's another scene too, like speaking of the Like a Stone moment, where there's earlier in the episode where um Jamie's at uh Is that actually this might have been an episode where the killers was playing. Yeah, but there's an episode where Jamie is I think first with Ian or first with someone else where she says like uh there's the song I was thinking of isn't even on this iPad. I'm like, You're thinking of like a stone, aren't you? Uh, but so, but later on, that was the war scene where there's, like, armored tank of feelings, like, drifting around the background. So, I was so pissed off at that point. And then she tells him she's pregnant. And then she also tells her boss later on, like, by the way, I'm pregnant. And she's like, congratulations. Shitty time. I know, I love (laughs) that. I love you, Rosalind. (laughs) She's great. She was so underused. She has two scenes. Or three scenes, maybe. Three scenes. No, it's two, yeah, because well, it's the, first it's the one, one partner track and then the, like, the no, reprimanding, three, right? And well, then there's the one where she says shitty timing. Quits. When Penny quits, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's only three scenes, though. And they're well, all... no, the one where she quits is the reprimanding, right? Yeah, but there's also the scene where she says congrats, shitty timing. Yeah, that's cause... this one. And then later oh, on, yeah, she I just... reprimander. But Again, the show I just kind of zone out. Yeah, and it's I'm only like, why is it like a stone play? And I will say that you're not missing much. Also, that's like a ten yeah. second scene. <laughs> so it's like, um, <laughs> um, we literally watch them eat breakfast in full and discuss people we don't even know about, and then we watch literally ten seconds of Rosalind yeah, Chow crushing it. Like they choose because the you can't have a not white time. person be on this show for more than ten seconds at a time. <laughs> that's not even you're not even wrong because the other the, the guy that shows yeah, up is then, there for maybe a full minute and they have like one minute. friend who's black like Penny and Adam Scott at the birthday party and they don't and even she has, like, one sh- oh and then when she finds out and she just gasps <laughs> wait yeah. they have a black friend yeah they tell her she's pregnant she's the second person who comes yeah, over yeah. and gets told oh yeah that party. one when she's like I'm pregnant yeah. <laughs> again <laughs> literally like the black friends on the show I mean, are, are literally cameos which you, is awful like the but... airtime of all the people of color on this show which like, fit Mason's boyfriend she hate has more screen time <laughs> yeah, and he and he's only a background, and for most of it, they're mostly cutting to the three white people, and they he's cut just their there reactions. to give them weed, give them weed, black. and get reaction shots. Uh, but yeah, so then, so anyway, so they're she's pregnant now. She finds out after they got they conceived on that by accident, she's not actually pregnant. Like surprise, and so uh, she decides to kind of just go through with it, and she's like, "Deal with it, dude. I'm gonna have this baby with or without you." And he's like, "Really without upset. me?" Like, because here's the thing that. It's it's frustrating because this is a hard right turn because obviously his whole thing is that I don't want to be like my, so shitty, father, be my shitty father who's Debbie dad yeah. and then he's like he's worse he's worse and when she tells him that it's terrible that she says that but she's right she is right he he she he is worse than his terrible shitty father because here's what happens so they go to the they go to the um well first of all he has a panic attack he has a panic attack outside this is after she told him she quit his her job she and then job. it turns out they have mold in their old house that they're trying to sell so and it's the, gonna be a lot of money the guy coming in, i mean honestly that is a lot of money but it's not that much compared to, uh, that house it was 50 grand for, that house and she just quit well over a million so it's not even that much in retrospect but whatever. i mean her dad could probably give him the money exactly if she ever returned his calls, but so I mean, she would do it for he would do it for Mason. <laughs> so so she so she basically like tells him and like fucking like nut up, which is awful because he's in the hospital and she's saying this. It's like, yeah, Jesus. she's worried yeah, about her he, when he, he has a panic attack, her, like, and he has the right to she's say like, like, all about fuck you. you for a minute. And it, yeah, and he's which not is what wrong. she does. But then she like, also brings. She him says, to this "I need you to be on my team when like they're pregnant." Yeah, like, and she brings him to this like kids party for I guess one of Jeremy London's children or someone's children, and and not Jeremy. Yeah, like yeah, basically, yeah, basically like his chance to like see what it's like to be a father for a minute. And, and he's decent, but I have so many issues with this. So there's one where they he first shows up and she's like, "Let's, let's tell me what to do." Give like, give this present to like. 
Ducalion or whatever the kid's name is. He's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Isn't it? It's a uh, Dashel or something. Yeah, yeah close. I, I'm gonna stick with Ducalion. <laughs> and she actually says later on, she's like, I think that they peaked when they named their kids. I'm like, really? I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> Your husband's Dashel. name is Palak. <laughs> I guess that's what she considers peaking. Yeah. So, so she. They go to this, and she's like, tell me what to do, and she's like, basically, the, the, the Jeremy Lennon's wife is like, oh, just go sit down, because I know you two are terrible with kids, and you don't want anything to do with this, and she's like, no, no, just tell me what to do, she's like, okay, she's like, you could do this, and then she's like, and then, uh, Palak, you can cut the cake, and he's like, okay. What? Oh and so she gives him a He's like, it has to be equal and perfect, and don't, exactly and don't cut off Spongebob, because that's Ducalion's yeah. favorite. <laughs> Stop saying Deucalion. I'm not gonna stop saying You've been doing too many fucking Teen Wolf recaps. <laughs> so, so she, so she hands him a, a basic steak knife and says, "Please cut the cake in even squares and then avoid but, SpongeBob. It needs to be twenty." That's D'Artagnan's favorite. Are you happy? <laughs> but she says this, and honestly, it sounds the way that they 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 shoot it. It makes it seem like a lot of things, and he's like f- clearly freaking out. But, like, that's not even that hard a request. Like, 25 pieces of cake, evenly sliced, avoid the Spongebob. It's a square. Dude, you're a, const- you're a contractor. You could handle cutting a cake in 25 slices and avoiding a he, square. He was... He freaks that, out. It, like, D'Artagnan, like, intimidated him. <laughs> and Jeremy London sees that, and he's like, uh, let me just take this knife off you, bro, because we have a scene where, at a children's birthday party, Adam Scott is basically, like, bereft, holding a large steak knife, wandering in a circle, and Jeremy London's like, I need to defuse the situation. He grabs the knife, he's like, whoa, whoa, buddy. And then he tells him to go watch the it's, bouncy it's, it's, castle. It's unfortunate that, like, Jeremy London's so terrible looking in this, because he could probably be one of the better <laughs> yeah. characters, too, Agreed. if he wasn't, and like, And he also, he, it, but uh, it, in one moment, he actually tries to help him out by getting him off this duty, but then he, like, yeah. gives him a worse duty by, like, being responsible for the children. The and shittiest Scott is child never, in the entire world. Never should be responsible for a child. He tells him to go look over the bouncy castle or whatever it is, and he goes over, some kid is just sobbing in the middle, and all the other parents are just, like, wandering around ignoring this kid sobbing. Like, someone's parent has to just ignore their They're all sobbing. used to it, because they're actual parents, unlike these two assholes. So he hears them sobbing, he jumps into it. That is a hilarious scene, just only because it's just- I was hoping that he would, it would, like, pop, and it's like, oh yeah, no. I would love it, but he, like- He really is just, like, wor- the worst with children. And it's like, they, they shoot it, again, we, we mentioned before, it's shot like Friday Night Lights, so imagine the most absolutely most solemn depressing shot of adam scott crawling into a bouncy <laughs> castle and it's still the it's same the tone. like if castle. any of the scenes should have been funny it would have been that one and it it's wasn't. like if a, if a hungover tim riggins went into the bouncy castle only less amusing no that they would have actually i mean that's the thing is like friday night lights for all their drama they actually do have funny moments this has yeah there are fun moments that, like that's the like... exact opposite of if Ben Wyatt was going into a bouncy castle of Parks and Rec. So, it's so depressing, and it's like, because you're, like, watching him realize, like, he hates this, basically, and he's like, can we bounce? And the kid's like, yeah, I could bounce. And they just, they bounce depressingly up and, and down the, in a bouncy like castle. Like bouncy castle. And the black friend or whatever are like, he's gonna be he's a gonna great be father. father. And it's like, lady, you have no idea. Go shut the fuck up, and so as then, Big Sean once said. And then so a couple of days later, he basically just tells, he tells uh, Carol he quits. He can't do it anymore. Yeah, he, he says this in therapy, by the way. Yeah, he, he's just like, I'm done Awkward. with it. Awkward. He tells be- her he wants to, he wants to leave. Yeah. He just, he genuinely says, I need to split up. We need to end she, this relationship. She says, like, like, what do I have to do, basically, to make this, like, work? But, like, you can't get an abortion at this point, I, that's, so... That's the tip on his tongue. He basically says that. He doesn't yeah, he, actually he, say it out loud, but he says another abortion, basically. Yeah, he, just yeah, he says, 
we can't undo it is what he says and you know what he means but i cannot be a a good father and a good husband i I can't do both both. i can't be one or the other i don't think he even planned on being a good father though but he says i can't do both at the same time which is like he can't yeah he can only be one and and it's it's not father bro you were literally going through your father's footsteps it's like craziness i don't know how worse that happened like he's in therapy he should know better but anyway so he he basically just up and leaves. He leaves the therapy session even. even He's he- leaving his pregnant wife. So gross. That's, there's no way to like swing that to be less shitty yeah. act. Even as terrible as your wife is, no. And so... Because he won't be part of the child's life. He doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be a father. So and he so that's the point where she says, it. well, if you're going to leave me, you'll never see this child again. I'll make sure it hates you the way more than you even hated your father. Because you're yeah. worse than your father. And, and she's she right. And he's like, and oh, a coward, shit. All of that. Like, she's fucking done. And Dr. May, okay, we should jump back in time. Dr. May does shit because her mistress died or whatever. Her mistress. Her her mistress. I love I'm I'm not going to talk about that plot, so I'm just going to, like, throw it in sometime. Yeah, so basically, so we should mention before, we've been mentioning John, her, her, she was slendering with John a couple years, a couple years back with her author. Arthur let her do that. Like, Arthur knew about it, and he says, I knew you'd come back to me. I'm like, jeez, Arthur, you're chill as fuck. <laughs> like, he was, like, totally okay with it. And so, she had an affair, she came back to him, and then uh, we find out later on, that even after we saw her meet up with him and get coffee, and she says she's been leading him on, but she felt bad about it, she gets a call from the daughter. And he's still like, I still want to fuck you. And she's like, uh, I'm married, but it's sweet. And she doesn't really just, she should have shot him she's down. Ser- she, she, she is leading him on, and she's even, she tells her husband, too. Like, like I was just leading him she on. She admitted but- it, and she's like, I couldn't help it. She's like, I, I felt like it was the only time I was feeling, like, old. And then he dies, so know. it's pointless. It was for me. And then he dies. He has a heart attack and dies. It was horrible. And so she's like, that, <laughs> that was the best laugh. acting of the show. That was, that scene is beautiful. I think that was that a was, really great scene. I, I was too busy being like, I don't care about you and your mistress. No, I agree. She, I mean, she's just such a good, she's a really good actress, Jean Alexander. So I think it was just mm. very touching. I was more. just afraid she and her husband were going to have sex again over that, like, brief <laughs> sex. And I'm like, I don't and want Arthur, any of this. we should say, is Quentin from the original Dark Shadows. So he's very, a great actor as David well. David Selby, he's not yeah, in as he's many incredible. Scenes. David yeah. Selby. And so, and Ronnie uh, Cox, Ronnie Cox was her. Ronnie Cox is her, so is, her is her lover. Again, yeah. great yeah. cast. It's crazy. show. It's basically the newsroom, pre newsroom, and <laughs> not even as fun to hate, yeah. really. Back tracks because that makes Jamie uh, Olivia Munn. <laughs> um, yeah, it does. Uh, Good for so, her. Nice. But like better because like Michelle Barth is always better than Olivia Munn, well, even though that was that was on set. I, I hope. <laughs> but uh, so so she so she, we love you, Michelle. She also pulls out a book <laughs> that was dedicated to him. So that's that's where that scene wraps up. Where they she dedicated the book to Arthur for listening and everybody else who tries to be a happy couple. We find out later, though, that it's hard for uh, Palak and, and Carolyn, of course, to be a happy couple because she has a miscarriage. And I'm like, Jesus, this show just doesn't... It literally ends on the note of happy, happy, happy miscarriage. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. Because, I mean, it, it cuts from, like, Jamie and Hugo getting married to her literally, like, at the doctor's office, them saying sorry. Like, it's awful. It's And they're like... Miscarriages are not uncommon among the first pregnancy. Yeah, because uh, she when she's with Mason, and that's when Mason's like, "I just learned that you were trying to have kids, and you hate kids." She's like, "Oh yeah, I've only been feeling like nauseous right at this point because mm-hmm. she's about to." By the and way, so she- I, I figured out the two reasons why Latoya wanted us to watch this and why she watched it. One is Ian Summerholder, obviously. The mm-hmm. other one is that. Um, Car- Adam Scott, you have to add that too. Well, okay, that's three. The uh, one I was going to say is Carolyn's gynecologist is Emily Valentine from 90210. <laughs> oh my god, is she really? Like, I snuck that in there. Whoa! Emily Valentine. Oh my god. <laughs> I 
I mean, it's not quite as a left turn as the she was blind all along, but Jesus. <laughs> she was blonde all along. I should have known. Whoa, because I totally saw her as the guy cut multiple times. Yeah. And I never knew. Oh, God. She lost I wish she just her... set them all on fire. She, she lost all of her edge, man. <laughs> she still the short hair. It would have been a lot different show if it was Dr. Emily Valentine. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. She'd, She'd probably be... try to steal someone's baby. It'd be oh, great. Wow. She'd be Mason. She basically would play Mason. It... <laughs> um, so anyway, so she she has the miscarriage. Of course, then Adam Scott tries to step up and be a decent person. But I, even then, I feel like he's just got one foot out the door. Because even though it ends with them snuggling... And, like, you're kind of thinking, like, oh, maybe he's going to get back together with her. Like, she's Were not- they snuggling, or did he go down on her? No, no just, he was snuggling just, her. like, spoon each other. She just spoons. Yeah, they were spooning. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you were just you never know with this show. <laughs> you really don't. I mean, I mean he, he might have been fingering her, first, but- her under, off camera, under the sheet. Guys, but- she <laughs> just had a mess things, and then they snuggled. That's what I thought was happening. not go down on her. She just had a miscarriage. Well, I'm not the one that said go down on her. You've watched the show now, Maura. God, I'm so sorry. That is the darkest couple sentences, but it's true. You never know. But yeah, so that's where the show ends. The show ends with uh, a, a death. No, the show ends with the mutual masturbation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why I'm going to get there. It ends with, in this order, a miscarriage, a marriage, a death, and a mutual masturbation. <laughs> Unfortunately, not enough swim fan in the end, but you know... <laughs> So that's it. I mean, do we have any other wrap-up thoughts? I mean, I thought we got to a lot of we, stuff. I Jesus Christ. I think we pretty much killed it. I think there's no need for anyone Good to Lord. ever discuss this show ever again. I think I can lay it to rest now, actually, you guys. I can I can never watch it again. I think I'm good. Well, I'm glad that we could help you get through this, LaToya. Yeah, we are the Adam Scott to your Carol. I don't even, I don't even know how I got roped. I don't even... And not you volunteered, you monster. Don't put that because shit on us. LaToya's like, well, no, is like, come, yeah, yeah, do the bir- do my birthday episode. Everybody tell me you love me. And I was like, what episode? And she said, all of them. And I was like... I'm like, maybe she's kidding. No, no, Latoya never kids. She doesn't fucking kid around. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. But yes, just like like, uh, Adam Scott Spoon, (laughs) Sonya Walker, and Latoya, we are spooning you. We are the big spoon to your little spoon. I'm glad we can. (laughs) Happy birthday, Latoya. Yes, happy birthday. Thanks, guys. Let's move on to plug. So what's up with you, Latoya, besides your date of birth? (laughs) I would like to plug uh, In Treatment, which is a phenomenal show. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the opposite of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a show that got M- Melissa George a uh, Golden Globe nomination, so you know it's good. Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at LaFergs and just read what I gotta write. Awesome. All right, and what's up with you, Lisa? Um, since you made me watch ten episodes, I'm just gonna plug everything I've ever done. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh. I, I am on Twitter at It's Lisa E. I, um, I'm actually writing at the Televixen. I'm still covering Scream at this point, and uh, so is LaToya. <laughs> so we're having good times. Um, and then I write at my blog, uh, lisaewrites.tumblr.com, and I write a lot about shark movies and horror movies and other stupid, pointless shit. But it's great, so there you go. Awesome! Alright, cool. And then, as always, I am at Mara E on Twitter. 
next week's episode of this show is going to be popular. So, I mean, talk about a change of pace. <laughs> Season 2, episode 16, fag. And then, um, uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at the Televoid. You can email us at thetelevoid at gmail.com. You could rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. And uh, thanks again for wandering into the Televoid. In the meantime, happy birthday, happy birthday Latoya. Latoya. Thank, Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.